Can you be quiet, please? Thank you. Welcome to Pirate Radio Live. How's everybody doing? East Carolina girls are the best in the world. Booty, 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 booty everywhere. Clip. Hey, man, good to see you, brother. You got to give me a sack, Chandler. Uh, give me a sack. Sack! Yes. <laughs> How about those friggin' pirates? It's a me, a man, a Garcia. Puedes pintar este violeta. Y'all are intimidating guys, you know what I'm saying? Y'all are famous, y'all are celebrity type guys, and that's intimidating. Now live from the Pirate Radio Studios in the heart of the Pirate Nation, here is your host, Clip Brock. Alrighty, welcome in to Pirate Radio Live here on a Thursday. Happy NFL kickoff to you and yours, and just a couple of days away from the East Carolina home opener for 2023, Pirates and Thundering Herd at Dowdy Ficklin Stadium. We will be with you at noon on Saturday on the Bud Light pregame tailgate, kickoff at 4, and we're with you after the game on the U.S. Sailor fifth quarter call-in show. Thanks for tuning in today on Pirate Radio 92.7 FM in Greenville, 104.1 in Washington. You can find us on 1250, 930, online, PR927FM.com. And we love the chat, gang. No matter how much I crap on you, I love you. I, I crap because I love. Uh, and we would love to hear from you today on Facebook and YouTube. What's on your mind? How you feeling about pirates and thundering herd how you feeling about your nfl team's opener this weekend and any other thoughts you may have in the sports world or beyond we'd love to chat with you on this thursday shirley rhodes is here the chan man is in the video chair today and to my left ken wadlington wnct channel nine hello ken hey club uh oh i know what that's about brave sting there's another sport (laughs) happening right now major league baseball and Ken and I root for the worst team in baseball. Just awful. If you take the last two nights. Well, you know, they go out to L.A. They're gangbusters against the Dodgers with two MVP frontrunners. They come home to take on the St. Louis Cardinals, 30 games under 500, and they're getting beat up. I would say in years past, this is pretty par for the course. I feel like we've, we being the Braves, have struggled against yeah. bad teams and kind of worries me because the pirates i saw are coming up this weekend so like yeah the, you, they could even beat the pirates and in, in, you know in pittsburgh a couple weeks back so yeah but uh, uh thank god we got football to talk about at least burley was inches away from a three-run burley bomb yeah. last night off of spencer strider uh this is back-to-back games where the cardinals just jumped out early in fact it was like was it did he get to nine nothing the other night two nights ago no or? it was one nothing uh ozzy hit a home run in the first and then St. Louis rattles off nine straight. Okay. Like, what is going on? Either way, the first time I looked at the score, I had a flashback of that playoff game. <laughs> I was, where I was thinking the away. same thing last night with uh, Strider. I was like, is, is this Mike Fultonevich in a Strider oh, jersey? Fulty. Yeah. Oh, that game five in the. Uh, I was so excited because it was a Wednesday. Yeah. Sports trivia at AJ's. I was like, man, I cannot wait to get over there. We're going to have a blast. I believe. By the time I walked in, <laughs> it was over. No, I think it was a five o'clock start. You know, because of TV and everything. So I had my little iPad on the news desk over at Channel 9 trying to, you know, be professional, do the news, and watch the game. And by the time we got to our first weather segment, they were down 6 nothing. Like, I guess I could turn this off. Would you rather lose like that or lose in dramatic fashion? I think I'd rather just get my yeah, ass just get kicked. it over with. Yeah, yeah, get it over with. You yep. know it's over. Yep. All right. Uh, let's see what's going on. Steve Hill says HTMFs. HT to you. That stands for Happy Thursday, my friend. <laughs> What's the other part stand for? 
happy thursday my friends oh okay yeah okay got it, got it. you're an mf <laughs> you're, uh jamie says yo happy nfl season start ray says woo alex says 49 hours out from kickoff can't wait to get in town saturday and be around pirates i am excited i i'm excited for that first third down get off your butts get loud let's make it a uh a rowdy atmosphere coming up on saturday by the way i'm seeing on uh, message boards social media people complaining about the lack of fans that are going and i love people complaining about something before it happens the lack of fans like Like, we're looking into the future uh, so jj mcclam was on yesterday said he's expecting upper 30s forty thousand, which could be an inflated number could be less than that but i love the Let's get mad about something that hasn't happened yet. Yeah. Well, just wait for it to happen before you get mad. Why are you getting pre-mad about something? <laughs> but I just hope everybody complaining about the supposed lack of fans going on Saturday are going to the game. I would hate for people to complain about it and then not go. What's the point of complaining? That's true. That's just my take on it. I can't believe there's so few people are going. Are you going? No. Nah, <laughs> I'm not going. But I'm talking about the other people, not me. Yeah, not me. Some of them other ones who say they're fans. Steve said today is the best day of the year. Uh, Strong disagree. And Ken, let's talk about that. Now, Sunday is a top three sports day to me personally. I can tell you the upcoming sports day I'm looking forward to the most. And I think you might agree with me. All right. It is Thanksgiving Day. You get your good food. You get to spend time with the family. And, oh, the Cowboys play the Washington Commanders. Yeah. I feel like that might ruin Thanksgiving. Yeah, let's see how it turns out. Thanksgiving is my favorite holiday. And 2012 Thanksgiving was one of the greatest days of my life when RG3 torched the Cowboys. Man, that was awesome. So rest in peace to RG3's knee. I cannot, by the way, he's turned into a star, hasn't he? He is. He he does a really good job. He's really good. Yeah. Uh, The best day of the year to me is first Thursday NCAA tournament hands down if i could only take one sports day give me that one i agree that is just and usually there's so much craziness oh my that's why they call it madness this uh this past year the 12 o'clock game was damn uh virginia and Furman. was it Furman? virginia and who's yeah firm yeah for yeah yeah, yeah, had a shot at the buzzer right to win it yeah late in the game uh let's see eric was it ube about 15 minutes ago picking up an order and i saw chan man unloading items from the pirate radio truck did you see me did you see the guy putting in the work i guess not that's how life is you see (laughs) like a figurehead exactly you don't see the people underneath that figurehead that's actually doing all the work it's like a fight in a game, and the one person gets a, a flag or, or a foul. It's usually the, the, the guy reacting exactly. to the stuff that should have been caught in the first place. Eric said, I hope those boxes were filled with more of Chandler's fresh hot takes. That's right. We got a new shipment of Chandler hot takes in today. <laughs> hot off the presses. Chandler, how you doing, buddy? You talking today, or you just let me and Ken? Well, I had to wait to get introduced first. I did that oh. a long time ago. Oh, well, not formally. Usually you say, I'm here, but then you say, all right, chill, honey, cut. Anyway, but yeah, I'm here. I'm ready to talk. <laughs> no hot takes today, though. Uh, no hot takes today, though. So That in itself is a hot take. You didn't even know. You just dropped one of your hottest <laughs> takes of all time. <laughs> Jamie says, excited to see Anthony Richardson get started. It'll be a bumpy ride. So uh, I think it was probably draft night when I was like, you know, if Anthony Richardson slips, I would 
I think I want Washington to get. I, I'm intrigued by what he could be in the NFL. I am too. I, I hope he does well. But you know, the, the Commanders have their Hall of Fame quarterback in. in oh, we're now. good. Yeah, we're good. Yeah, we're good. He's probably going to be the greatest of all time. Chad said another, until Sunday at about one <laughs> thirty. Chad said another hello there, my friends. Happy Baby Friday. Let's go O's. Chad is an excited Orioles fan. Best team in baseball. Not even close. Uh, <laughs> Ray says, "Show up and cheer the Pirates to victory." Sounds good. Uh, Alex said there's going to be a lot of folks complaining that aren't going to the game, unfortunately. Russ says, let's rage. <laughs> Yesterday, Russ said, I can't wait to rage. Russ, what are you raging about? Jamie said, "I got Chandler finished up okay yesterday. Boy, that's not a vote of confidence. Okay? <laughs> yeah, he dropped an okay. In quotations. <laughs> okay. Not good, not great. Okay. Not bad, but okay. <laughs> you did Okay. I'm not taking that. That's unacceptable. Are you not accepting that? I'm not that? accepting that. Okay. Okay. Okay, then. How do you think you finished up yesterday? I thought I did pretty good. I, I got Joey and Danny B involved. I let them tell me what their college football games of the weekend are. Uh, they basically stated the obvious. But, uh, I mean, I thought I did all right. I closed the show out pretty good at 6 o'clock. Maybe he's a little 6.01. But, yeah, I told the voice to take us home. I thought, uh, it, I thought it was great. All right. That was great. Chad says, sorry I'm late. I'm going Titans over Saints. Of course you are. Uh, <laughs> Doug, Douglas said, Ravens do it for this season. Does that mean the Ravens win the Super Bowl? I like the Ravens this year. Yeah. And Adam says, you guys doing uh, NFL Weekly Eliminator this year? So uh, I've got, I, I started a pool at Trivia last night. Let's do a Thursday NFL Eliminator pool. And we'll have, uh, if y'all want to play, you can too. All you got to do is pick a team to win. And if that team wins, you move on to the next week. Shirley, do you want to play? We're just picking tonight's game or just any team. No, no, week one. Okay. Any team you want week one. So if you guys uh, in the chat room want to play, we can all play together. You know what? I'm going to keep this uh, on the computer instead of another sheet of paper. <laughs> I'm gonna that will be thrown in the trash. I want to join the new age. Actually, I have vowed to not throw away any papers this football season because I just want to see how many I can get. Well, here we are a week and a half in, and look at that. <laughs> we got a lot going on. All right, so uh, yeah, if y'all want to go with them, I'm already telling you, I'm doing, uh, I'm doing the Ravens. I'm picking the Ravens to win week one. Adam's taking the Cowboys. Are you saying – see, now I'm confused. Is that, are you saying they're going to win, or is that your eliminator pick? Give me your eliminator picks. Jack's taking Washington. Oh, all right. Oh. So that means I can't take Washington? That's no, yeah. You can take whoever you want. Okay. I'm going Washington. If you pick Cardinals. a team, you cannot pick, pick them, them again the rest of the year. Yep, yep that's how it works. Uh, I wish we had an intern here today to keep up with all this. I like doing stuff. I don't like keeping up with it. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I love fantasy football. It's tough. I just don't want to start a league. <laughs> right. I don't want to be the commission. No. Too All much right. pressure. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll keep up with your stuff. Uh, wait, Colts? What are you... Adam, you're confusing me. Ray's taking the Eagles week one. Mm-hmm. Kaz is taking the Jags over the Colts. All right. Yeah, we'll do a little Thursday Eliminator with Ken, Marcus, uh, and the Pirate Radio crew and the chat gang. So get in. Get in where you fit in. And I may or may not keep up with it. <laughs> DBD. How about this? How about one of y'all <laughs> keep up with it <laughs> out there? 
Uh, Adam. Send your picture in of what everybody has. Adam, Kaz, Jamie, Jack. Ru- Who wants to keep up with this? Let's <laughs> Jamie. Give, let's give you some responsibility. Jamie seems like one of those guys that was in school and was like always like the teacher assistant. Like, I, yeah, I'll keep up with everybody. I feel like Jamie will be that guy. That Asking a million questions. Yeah. If does anybody volunteer? Does anybody want to be our virtual intern here at Pirate Radio? Where are the interns today? Did they hear I was coming in? We're like, hey, we can't make it. Yeah, yeah, I get They it. don't I like you, kid. I get Class. it. I mean, I, they're usually here on when you're usually here on Wednesday. That's right. I've Wednesday. been bumped two straight weeks. Can I? Uh, <laughs> on behalf of Pirate Radio, I want to apologize. It's for quite that. all right. All our interactions have been pleasant. Like I think you're a cool guy. I can I relate to it. you with our fandom of teams. You're yep. a sports guy. You're you're a nice guy. There's a lot of people that don't like you. I know. It's I crazy, it. man. Like everywhere I go, they're like that. Ken Wiley. Thing it starts with my mom. <laughs> that's sick of my crap if you can't get mom on your side you're in trouble <laughs> by it was the great way seeing you at the uh pirate radio fl- yeah football kickoff good, party, good to see y'all man and congratulations it was, a, it was a great event had a lot of fun before i had to dip out and do some work that always ruins a night and by the way for those that don't follow along i'm totally joking ken is a great guy and has a very high approval rating in Allegedly. fact When's the voting done? When are they announcing those awards? Oh yeah, that's right. The uh, from the reflector, right? Yeah, yeah. Go vote, please. <laughs> Get out there and <laughs> Get vote. Get out and vote. Uh, and go vote for uh, best reporter. Uh, and one of ours was nominated, and she hasn't worked there since November. <laughs> that's uh, best reporter of 2023 from I'm WNCT. For her. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, she, she was great. She did a good job, but has not worked there this calendar year. But she's up for best of 2023. That is a microcosm of the American <laughs> political. system system and voting exactly uh redbeard says use the fantasy football app for me as pn eh, sounds like too much work <gasps> that's tough again that's gonna be tough somebody set it up somebody do it uh eric says ken's great but that patrick mason dot 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 he's a p mace fan i guess i'm scared of patrick he is uh it's those silent ones you got to worry about <laughs> those are the crazy ones not the loud boisterous outspoken people I'm, I'm somewhere in the middle. Those soupy, soup eating, <laughs> the silent ones, the, the soupy ones. Have we talked any sports today? Eh. Y'all, we, y'all did talk about the Braves yeah, and how bad they suck. The most important thing in my life right now is being let down by the Atlanta Braves. Ken, what do you think of East Carolina showing in the Big House? Uh, depends uh, on how you look at it. Okay, how Just did you look at it? A little disappointing on the offensive front. Yeah, a little promising on the defensive front. Yeah, fair enough. You know, they're playing, literally, they're playing maybe one of the best. Michigan's been playing football since, I don't know, the Lincoln administration. A long time. This might be the best Michigan team ever. And they went up there and competed. Made some mistakes early. Never really got the quarterback situation going. But the defense showed some glimpses. There's a lot to work with. What kind of shocks me is, is seeing that they're an underdog at home this weekend. Yeah. To a Marshall team that really, really struggled with an FCS team last week. I talked to Steve Cotton, play-by-play voice of the Thundering Herd yesterday, and said there was uh, worse. Uh, was a lot of mistakes made by the Thundering Herd. They were down 17-7. to Yeah, they were, I think, 10 nothing at the half, maybe. And he said they kind of went into warp speed on offense, got things clicking, yep. wore down Albany. Their great playmaker, Ali, uh, took over. He had both uh, touchdowns, I believe. They, I think they only scored two touchdowns. Blake Harrell is uh, extremely aware of what he can do from what he did two years ago yep. and also – uh, what he did week one so he is the guy i, I even phrased it uh, and let's can, shirley can we hear a, a blake harrell cut 
uh cut four i said you can't really do like a box in one or double team like in basketball but can the defense you know focus and try to take away ali and uh here was his response cut four yeah and if uh, if you see him having to go up the sideline make sure you stick your foot out and tripping for us and stuff like that but we we all our kids coaches we our players our coaches we know who ali is firsthand from two years ago and the season he had two years ago um and we got a you know heavy dose of him two years ago and he hurt us and we got to make sure we don't let that happen again. And he's a good football player. Um, he single-handling, in my opinion, you know, won the game for him last week. Uh, I think number 10 caught a little bubble screen in the red zone, broke a tackle, got got the first touchdown. But Ali, you know, looks like he scores the next two and made some big plays. I think first play of the game, he actually took it to the house, I think 70 yards or something like that, and they had a penalty. Or otherwise, they go up 7 nothing, probably look back. So you got to make sure you keep him in check. Uh, the quarterback, 14, is uh, certainly a good player. He's um, – you know, lefty, he's a very much of a, you know, I call him a Holt Nailers. He's an operator. He's going to RPO game you. Uh, he's, he's a point guard, John Stockton. I, I'm just, you know, trying to teach my guys a little bit about the history of NBA. They didn't know who John Stockton was, so I was impressed. But, you know, he's more of a point guard, going to deal the ball around. Um, and that's kind of his game. You know, RPO, zone read, latches, those type of things in there, and deal it around. I think he, you know, had 20, he was 28 of 35 last week. I think out of those 28 passes, only four of them were, you know, past 10 yards. So most of them were at the line of scrimmage or less than 10 yards. It just tells you their RPO game, bubbles, screen game, so that type of stuff. So which allows us, you know, we we got to figure out ways to take that away. And, and um, you know, it's, that's a part of the run game for us, the RPO game is. So we got to make sure we, we're taking both those away. There he is, Blake Harrell, talking Ali, talking their quarterback, talking their offense, and we'll uh, hear more from Blake Harrell. They're also focusing on the tempo that Marshall will go with this weekend, especially compared to uh, what Michigan did last week. You know what my takeaway from that is? What's that? Uh, None of the ECU players know who John Stockton is? I think he said they do, and he was proud of them for that. But So I I talked to Tegan Wilk at Media Day, and – was talking to him about the communication with Julius Wood and how they've played so much together. And he said, and I said, is it like second nature now? You don't even need to talk. And he said, yeah, we're like Pippen and Jordan. We don't even have to verbalize it. And then I I took that to Blake Carroll and asked him to speak about it. And he cut me off and he was like, yeah, I'm just glad they know who Pippen and Jordan is. (laughs) So I hope they know those two at least. Blake Carroll is not only teaching defense, he's also running a history of the NBA course over there at ECU football. Well done. Well done. Man, one of my favorite little mini rivalries, it was probably, it might have been even like a two-year stretch, two or three years, but the Jason Williams Kings teams against uh, Stockton and the Jazz, they met in the playoffs a couple times, and I just remember at the time, you've got this old guy with his shorts up to his nards, and you've got (laughs) Jason Williams, his shorts down to his ankle. It was just such a, a different, and they're playing the same position in the same game, and I did think at the time, like, how does Jason Williams stay in the NBA as long as John Stockton did? Like, something. And I just love the the microcosm of the two. That was a lot of fun. Those were some fun games. Yeah, Jason Williams, um, flashy, white chocolate. Yeah. Made some mesmerizing plays, but. John yeah. Stockton, white vanilla. <laughs> <laughs> but he also made some flashy plays. John Stockton was good. He was, yeah. yeah he, he was, was definitely good. good. There, was there's good. more than one ways to skin a cat. <laughs> in the game of basketball. Ken, can you hang out one more segment? Absolutely. All right, let's take a break. We'll come back. Who knows where we'll go? Uh, plan to talk more pirate football. We'll dive into some NFL. We'll look at some news and notes still to come on today's show. I don't. I didn't even run down the guest list, did I? 
we have Kevin Monroe, former pirate, now color analyst with East Carolina. He will join us to briefly recap East Carolina, Michigan, but look ahead to ECU and Marshall. We got the big man on campus, Jeff Nadeau, week two college football picks. We got Marcus Crandall, ECU Hall of Famer, joining us. Also a lot of Mike Houston, Donnie Kirkpatrick, and Blake Harrell. A lot more to go. Pirate Radio Live, back with you after this. You're listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Pirate Water. Get ready to party, pirates. Go to drinkpiratewater.com to find your new treasure. 21 and older only. Pirate Water. Why be yourself when you can be a pirate? Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Grab your amigos and head to Chico's for the best Mexican food and fun in Greenville. Come and enjoy favorites like shrimp tacos, steak and chicken fajitas, burritos, enchiladas, ACP, and more. Follow Chico's on Facebook and Instagram for daily updates. For Mexican food and fun, it's got to be Chico's for dine-in or to-go. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. Back with you, Pirate Radio Live. All right, so Chad has created an eliminator group on ESPN. He put the link on Facebook. Can you put that on YouTube as well, Chad? And I'm trying to join it, but this thing. (laughs) I don't know what to do. I don't know how to computer. Could be. That thing looked like it's from about 2012. Wait, you you bashing my computer? Just saying. Wow, kid. No wonder people don't like you. Exactly. You are you're up here. I, I equipment shame. <laughs> okay, what, what kind of fancy phone you got over there? The one that's not even out to the that's, public. That's yet. right. This is the iPhone 17. <laughs> All right, so uh, I'm trying to figure out how to do this. Hopefully, I can get into this uh, little group here. But, Chad, send out that link, and we will all uh, join it and play together. All right, so ECU Marshall coming up this weekend. we got a lot to talk about there. Kim, what do you think about the quarterback situation? Well, uh, they're going to go with two again, right? That's what I hear from uh, yesterday's news conference, both uh, Flynn and uh, Garcia. Two, not Tua. Two in the other night. Well, that'd be a story. Yeah. <laughs> two QBs: yeah. Alex Flynn, Mason Garcia, and uh, you know, Donnie says he's he's comfortable with that, and they, he believes in both guys, and they'll roll with the hot hand if one of them gets hot, right? However, wait, I didn't need to say however because you said what I was about to however you from. <laughs> I asked Donnie, and I said sorry to ask a hypothetical, <laughs> but if your starting quarterback is hot goes down the field, scores a couple times, would you go to the next guy or let the hot hand ride? Cut seven, Shirley. This is what Donnie said yesterday. Cut seven. Well, no, I think that's a good question. I I, I don't think you ever mess with the mojo. You know what I'm saying? Going into the game, we had told Alex, you will go. And we didn't say a specific series just because of that. Now, me and Coach had talked 
about it being the third or the fourth one, Coach kind of liked maybe at the quarter break, which it turned out to be, and I thought that was a good idea. But of course, we always, you know, reserve the right to say, well, we just changed our mind. We're, you know, we're rolling right now. You know, I don't think you take the hot guy out now. And the other guy would understand that because you, he wouldn't want us to take him out if he ever has that role. There you go, Ken. So yep. uh, all Mason Garcia has to do is put up about 49 points. The job is Maybe his. not that many. But, uh, you know, if it's 14 nothing after two drives, and he's, you know, 10 for 12, you know, 120 yards, he's probably going to stay in the game. Yeah. So he, he <clears throat> has a chance to win the job basically Saturday. Or is it week to week? If he has that kind of game and then goes out against App State and struggles, do we see Flynn? I, I don't know. Like the the questions roll on. I think it'll be an ongoing thing through the Gardner Webb game. Yeah. Pure speculation. No inside information whatsoever. It just feels like that's how it's going to shake out because th- this week's going to be a tough game. Next week's going to be a really tough game. And then maybe you'll get back on your feet and kind of get some more, you know, reps in the, uh, in the Gardner Webb game where you feel good going into conference play. Yeah, I am. Uh, I, I I don't know. I don't know if I like the two quarterback. I don't hate it. I, I'm okay with it. I want to see both guys see what they can do. And sure, I'd love for Mason to go in, take over, hit Jalen Johnson for a big pass play, get a uh, another drive, and, and just stay in the game. Just yep. get it rolling against Marshall. Uh, Marshall and East Carolina, by the way, play absolutely crazy games. Like uh, we talked to Steve Cotton yesterday. He said Marshall's been in like. 12 or 16 i can't remember the exact number overtime games four of them have been against east carolina yep and just just crazy games what was it the bowl game it was a 2001 we don't talk about that one (laughs) chandler's giving you the uh, cut a commercial cut a commercial uh byron leftwich david garrard crazy comeback uh we've had a Chandler, wasn't that one of your favorite games all time? ECU Marshall here that went into those overtimes. You talk about that one a lot. Uh, we had one where we got blown out at Marshall that Bryce Williams doesn't like because the yeah. ECU would have hosted a Rice for the Conference USA Championship if they'd have won that game. Yeah, I remember that. Um, but yeah, there's been some great games. Yeah, I remember one uh, where East Carolina and Marshall went into overtime. I believe East Carolina was fighting for a spot in a bowl game they were fighting for their sixth win the previous year uh i want to say that uh marshall had ruined ecu's chances of going to a bowl game in huntington uh a quarterback sneak by shane carden won it in overtime for the pirates and they were rolling the helmets oh Um, yeah yeah magazoo had a interception on the sideline i want to say the very first play of that overtime was a touchdown pass to uh andrew bodenheimer uh so i do remember that game uh, that I, and there's that's one of many, and whether it's uh, it turned out well for the Pirates or the Thundering Herd, there has been some great matchups between the two teams, and that includes the most recent game back in 2021 up in Huntington. As really, it was all but over. Yeah, all but over. Furious fourth quarter comeback. The Pirates win, and correct me if I'm wrong. That game back then, uh, it was only available on Facebook, right? You can only watch it on the Facebook feed. Or was that the was game? Was that our Facebook game? I that think was, you might be it right. Was, it was CBS. It was CBS Sports Network, but it was, but it was only, on the Facebook page. Yeah, so we had the. Welcome to Facebook. I was. Uh, I remember being over at uh, at Naughty Dog Brewing down in uh, in Winterville that day. They had their Oktoberfest and talking to one of the owners. It's like I got to figure out how to stream Facebook because people are going to want to watch the games. I'm like, uh, I think you can do it. I don't know. Hopefully, they got to figure. Good it out. luck. Yeah. 
<laughs> One thing that's confusing me about this Pick'em thing, the CSPN Eliminator Challenge, is I keep seeing the name Bonnie Boy pop up, and I'm just now you? realizing that I guess I think I was in like an NCAA tournament pool back in my St. Bonaventure fan days. Yeah, and my name days? my name is Bonnie Boy. Yep. <laughs> so I was like, who the hell's Bonnie Boy? It's you me. Used to, you used to own like three different St. Bonaventure shirts and they're all gone now. They're that all- is not true. <laughs> I threw one away. I think I have the one Zach Maskovich sent me. I think I still have that one. But man, I was big on the Bonnies until they missed that free throw in the Atlantic 10 tournament. That, I remember. That really <laughs> sucked the season. You were so mad. That's one of the first. I, I don't remember ever throwing a a piece of like memory but like a shirt away like merchandise merchandise yeah, yeah. Well, i don't know the word i'm looking for i've definitely done that i'm sure 100%. ken has gone has thrown away more brave shirts than he's, he owns a couple you, uncw shirts maybe a hat or two for sure <laughs> oh absolutely do you hate st bonaventure basketball like i hate clemson no Tiger football right now? because i i loved them before i hated them like you never love clemson right so but it's it's never going to be the same, and yeah, I'm done with the Bonnies. <laughs> Get out of here, Bonnies. But I'm still Bonnie Boy. <laughs> Chad, put the link on YouTube. Wow. Chad, what wow. are you doing? Chad, wake up, dude. God, stop being such a Chad. I know, man. He is the <laughs> ultimate Chad. That reminds me, on Thursdays, Zach used to come on, and we used to do our fantasy start sit, and we had to make an entire list of rules uh for fantasy because of chad if i have that still let me see if i can find that on uh on twitter uh ken this is depressing so not not to change the subject no please do i'm the odds to win the super bowl there's a list of about 12 people the lions have better odds than the washington commander hey that's where we are right now that's the state of the world the the lions are uh i don't know they're, they're, I mean, they're the favorite to win their division. I get it. You know, maybe a change in the guard, but it's still Detroit. And uh, my news director over at WNCT is a, a big Detroit fan, and he's he's like, we've won one playoff game in 57 years, so maybe it changes this year. I don't know. The uh, My goodness, I've had some interesting tweets to Zach Maskovich over the years. <laughs> Shout uh, out, Maskovich. <laughs> uh, man, I wish I could find that list. Hopefully I will at some point crazy start to the college football season ken to the point where two teams i picked to play in the college football playoff have already lost clemson and lsu yeah that's not good i don't <laughs> see how you pick clemson but you know good for you uh how about that the other night they uh had chances you know they, they, the game was closer than the score indicated it's one of those situations like clemson had every chance to to pull away in that game and they just shot themselves in the foot time after time gotta be one of the first teams ever to have zero punts and zero points in the same half <laughs> yeah it's just self-inflicted damage and you know you know the thing is with the loss that early in the season they will have time to make it up they could win out that'll mean they'll they'll beat florida state they'll beat unc they'll beat nc state and whoever they play again in the in the acc championship game they could still end up 11 and 1 and in the playoff maybe what do you think about state notre dame i like the wolf pack really maybe (laughs) <laughs> I like the Wolfpack, maybe. I, I think th- they just get so amped up to play at home. It's a noon start. They're going to be ready to go. Uh, Brendan Armstrong didn't have the greatest game passing the ball the other night against UConn, but he had two touchdowns on the ground. If he gets it going through the air, the pack defense is pretty good. Notre Dame has not really been tested so far. That uh, They haven't played a true road game yet. 
I think it'll be competitive. There might be some rain in Raleigh on Saturday, but it won't be nothing like the like, deluge it, back it, in. It, uh, but it will be, was it Matthew? Yeah, Matthew. It, it yeah. was that hurricane that rolled through. What a, what a disgusting mess. game yeah. that was. Yeah. And it was a it was a noon start in that game too. Yeah, it will not be that. What's the line on that one? Notre Dame by seven, seven and a half, yeah. I think. Okay. Yeah, I take the pack. Yeah, play a close one there, and then just down the down the interstate from there you got carolina playing app state and of course the pirates go to app state next weekend but this weekend they're an 18 point underdog yeah they played an absolute thriller last year coach Mack. depending on how you look at it if you're a unc fan that was not a thriller when you give up 40 points in a fourth quarter that's correct and won the game and won the game yeah yeah coach Mack said this game would not be as close this year as it was last year so, probably i mean you know they're app state's reloading a little bit carolina's defense maybe what am i is so good on my surprising list i have what everybody else has colorado yeah. uh clemson losing to duke one of my biggest surprises and i had south carolina the other night north carolina's defense they were good is the reason they won that game no sacks uh tackles Turnovers. for loss yeah. and just were able to keep spencer rattler out of the end zone his numbers are crazy they were like 31 or 38 or something and close to 400 a ton of yards but nothing to show for it really is gene chizik just going to ride out the rest of his career as a defensive coordinator yeah yeah he's done as a head coach i think yeah Yeah. he's doing a good job with that Tar Heel defense well Well, one game one game Uh, the crazy stat is they had nine sacks in that game they had 17 last season man all games and they played 14 games it's insane who is so right now everybody's putting florida state number one in their acc power rankings i mean deservedly so who's number two uh duke or carolina probably that's wild yeah. putting duke up there is crazy but they look really raleigh, they raleigh leonard looked he was great he looked great and this year's ap poll duke and north carolina ranked in football at the same time for the first time since december of 94 wow good stat yeah Duke was ranked in 94, huh? Yeah, they were pretty good that year, I think. I can't remember uh, who the coach was or anything about it. Gold They something? made the uh, All-American Bowl or something. Nah, it was uh, Steve Spurrier. He was about to win that Yeah, yeah, uh, Gold. Gold Goldsmith? Something like that. Gold Bloom? That Jeff Goldblum? No, that was not him. <laughs> That's one big pile of crap. <laughs> All right, uh, Ken, how you feeling about the Manders on Sunday? I feel, here we go. We got the on the screen now, the that Commanders. big W. Um... I, they're winning this week, right? If they lose this week, it's, I mean, it's all but over. If they lose this week, Rivera's gone. <laughs> week one. Everything's out of the gone. Game. They'll do well this week. I think they'll start 2-0, and and I believe they got the Bills week three, and which, which will be... Uh, but that's in Washington, or Landover, or Raljean, or whatever You think they'll it. start 2-0? and Sure. How? Who they play week two? At Denver. It doesn't matter who they play week two. <laughs> they never start 2-0. and Times are a-changing. Good God. So last year, last year they won the opener against Jacksonville. But then went on the road to Detroit did and didn't have a quarter. first half, a first down in the entire yeah. first half. And then they played well in the second half, but it was too little, too late. And I said really bad things about Carson Wentz and Ron Rivera. I deservedly so. I think Ron. I think Ron Rivera. If you made uh, some kind of chart or something, like greatest guy, worst coach. Yeah. <laughs> he's number one on the list. But he's, but he's a yeah. two-time coach of the year, right? Yes, sir. Yeah, at least one. Yeah. He has said some things and, well, 
do I need to say for the millionth time he started Carson Wentz in a must-win game? And didn't know that. It and was he threw three interceptions. And then after the game, basically said he didn't know that they needed to win to get in the playoffs. Oh, really? That took me out. Uh, a few weeks ago when he said, man, if, if I knew Sam Howell was this good, I would have played him last year. I wanted to just... <laughs> Be easy on him. He's a nice. He's a nice guy. He is. He's the best guy. Be easy on him. He's a nice guy. I, he is the best guy. But I'm for the s- first time in a long time, I'm optimistic. I'm starting to think I want Urban Meyer, no, a terrible Ir- guy, Irvin. Whoa, Irvin. Uh, an, an awful human being that can win football games. He's a grinder though. <laughs> <laughs> he was at the pirate radio party last week. <laughs> Urban Meyer was? Watch oh, your yeah. ladies. Yeah. He's a big chairman of the board guy. <laughs> yeah, I can see it. Off on the side of the stage, just kind of scoping out the situation. <laughs> he thought it was chairwoman of the board. Oh, my goodness, Chandler. Sorry. There, there's know. a hot take. That was tough, man. That was a tough <laughs> one. All right. Um, Chad, post the link on YouTube, man. <laughs> Come on. Cass said commanders will score at least 30. I like Sam Howell. I, I, I like his weapons. I saw uh, Terry, Terry out there doing some yeah. stuff. The, the, the toe's good to go. What's toe watch looking like? Can I talk about the Panthers right quick? Ken. I, I'm going to leave it up to Ken. I guess. All right. You go. Uh, we might have some news uh, regarding Brian Burns by the end of the day. Uh, okay. And a contract extension. All right. So All right. I'll uh, keep you up, that, up to date on that. Wait, that's it? That's you it. Did, so you didn't say anything. There's promise. There wasn't promise yesterday. There's promise today. You promise? I promise. Okay. All right. Sounds promising. <laughs> Ken, I uh, enjoyed it. Uh, high school slate coming up. What uh, we got? Uh, yeah, we got a pretty Friday. good week coming up tomorrow for Touchdown Friday. It's week four. Our game of the week is undefeated East Duplin, the defending 2A champs going on the road to take on a surprisingly undefeated Croatan down in Carteret County. Croatan's only given up six points in three games so far, and that was on a kick return. So their defense has not allowed a point through the first three weeks of the season. Wow. That'll be our game of the week. They will give up some points against East Duplin because Battle Holly's team is is really good once again, even though they lost some pieces from their state championship state championship team last year. Uh, they got some studs down in Beulahville. They'll did, be good to go. Did you like hosting uh, Football Friday by yourself last It's Friday called night? Touchdown Friday. <laughs> right, t- touchdown Friday. Uh, it was fun. It's it's a little nerve-wracking because I went back and watched the show and it just looked like I was angry and upset the whole time, but I think I was just stressed out. <laughs> just look like, like, so mad. Like, oh, coming up next on Touchdown Friday. <laughs> Sorry that I said football Friday. I grew up with Tom Suter. On that's that right. Legendary. He grew up in Tom Suter's house. Tom was, Suter <laughs> raised him. I don't know if y'all remember a few months ago. He raised ago. us all. I don't know if y'all remember uh, a few months ago, but I did say that Tom Suter was a god. That uh, is right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we don't need to get into that again. Legendary. He but would take the helicopter to games sometimes. I at the know. dinner table, uh, Chandler says, praise Tom. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> praise Tom Suter. Jam burger that's what i remember about Tom. <laughs> All right, update on chad and the link no no link ah! people are calling for the link get in ken uh i'll try to get it to you via All text right. i don't know how to All work right. any of this stuff <laughs> ah technology i don't like it uh thanks for hanging out man appreciate you see you maybe wednesday yeah back maybe. in your normal slot we'll see. i'll be here anytime booted. you want me uh, we appreciate you yep. working around our schedule. I can I can make it work. We'll come back, wrap up our number one. Uh, so usually, at least twice a week, Steve Hill will just give us a bunch of clips to play. Today, I was uh, farting around the studio. I don't know if you noticed that smell. But <laughs> oh god, I came up with uh, my own Steve Dude. Hill 
Hey, Garrett Short. Hey, rest in peace. <laughs> uh, my own list of sound bites to play. So we'll do that uh, when we return Pirate Radio Live on a Thursday. Hey, Bob Braxton's here with goodies. Bob All right. Braxton. Oh, boy. In the house. Back with you after this. You're listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Pirate Water. Get ready to party, pirates. Go to drinkpiratewater.com to find your new treasure. 21 and older only. Pirate Water. Why be yourself when you can be a pirate? Now, back to the show. Welcome back. University PC Care has been Pirate Nation's go-to IT expert since 2006, and they are the local tech support experts for any of your business needs. Let University PC Care take care of it so you can take care of business. Visit universitypccare.com to learn more today. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Cliff. Back with you, Pirate Radio Live. Talk some fantasy football on Friday. They're saying uh, on CBS Sports HQ, Raheem Mostert is a start because there's a lot of Dolphins running backs that are hurt. So he's about the last man standing. That's going to be playing in one of my favorite matchups of the weekend, Dolphins and Chargers. That'll be a fun one coming up Sunday afternoon. Very colorful game. Very. Love the colors. You know, one time we were on um, vacation in the mountains, Shirley, and like I was a kid, and we were at some store, and I saw like an athletic bag or like a – I guess at the time, like when you go sleep over to a friend's house, you take a bag with some clothes and stuff. And they had a Redskins bag, which my my dad was a fan. And at that point, I I had to be a fan, but I was too young to really be into football. And they had a Dolphins bag. And I was like, I want that one. That one looks cool. Those colors are cool. Washington's colors, not cool. And reluctantly, my dad got me the Dolphins bag. So I had a Dolphins bag. Now, Chandler. Cool, neat story. Where does that story rank amongst cool, neat story. the stories you've heard over the years? All right, so it, it's better than the Ella one. Okay. Uh, but it's a close second. <laughs> <laughs> it's a close second because, my God, that was awful. Have okay. You, oh, go ahead. Nope, you go ahead. No, no, no. Because uh, you were talking about I'll the I'll go ahead. No, nah, you go ahead. You were talking about the Washington Redskins. I meant to ask Commanders. you about this. No, 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 no. For for this particular Brace piece of trivia. For this little particular piece of trivia, because I wanted to bring this up to Clip to see if he actually knew this. Because I didn't know this. I actually learned this today. I knew it. Oh, okay. Well, let me see if I can get it. Okay. So, who is... Joe Gibbs. No. Who is Let her talk. the very first African-American band leader for the Washington Redskins, who, by the way, is a Farmville native? Um, uh, Turquavion Smith. <laughs> Ron Cook. <laughs> no, his name, believe it or not, is Clarence Knight Class Jr., Connor. He is a graduate from HB Sug, 
because uh, if you know your Farmville history, HB Sug was actually a high school before it became a, uh, I guess you could say middle elementary. It was fourth and fifth grade at the time when I was growing up. But he was a musician, um, and he has performed with the likes of Lena Horn, Smokey Robinson, um, quite a few other people. He is the most, uh, as they put it, he is the most famous Motown musician that nobody has ever heard of. He's worked with uh, Tina Turner, Ella Fitzgerald. Um, but is he, he still with us? Yes. Uh, he was just honored with a Lifetime Achievement Award in Farmville. Wow. Um, and uh, But I did not know that he was the band leader for the Washington Redskins because it was a fundraiser for this event that they had uh, earlier this week. And some of the uh, stuff that they were auctioning off was Washington Redskins memorabilia. And so that got my attention. And I was like, well, doggone, he's, he was a band director for the Washington Redskins, so I was like, well, let me see if Clip happens to know this little nugget of trivia. I did not know. I was unaware of that. I did not know that so nugget of trivia. So, there you go. You learn something new every day. Man, not, not I would love to hop in a time machine and go back to RFK and walking up and the bands playing and just, uh, man, good stuff. 50 to 60,000 people was who he worked. uh, He was with them from 1985 to 2000. Oh, wow. Okay. Good stuff. Good long time. Thank you for that, Shirley. Uh, Can I run through some sound bites real quick? Sure. All right. You ready? I I, I dropped a. This is is my own list. Usually Steve gives me a list of sound bites. This is my own list. All right. Here we go. America! Bleep yeah! America! Cecil, are you listening, Cecil? Cecil, are you listening, Cecil? Been a while. It's been a while. Bird up. Bird up. You know, the culture is actually damn good. You know, the culture is actually damn good. Drink it in, man. Drink it in, man. You down with CRT? You down with CRT? Yeah, you know me. You down with CRT? Lord God. Lord God. a-hole i was go- oh hashtag a-hole i do go down hard on this guy i, I do go down hard on this guy tyler felvin no <laughs> Wait, that's josh graham all right I, I do go down hard on this guy i don't want your life i don't want your life i want to talk to samson i want to talk to Sam. yeah it's been it's been what people don't realize is we have what people four. don't realize is we have four acc schools in the state them ugly babies, I just got to make them pretty. Them ugly babies, I just got to make them pretty. <laughs> <laughs> That's the most idiotic thing I've ever heard in my That's life. the most idiotic thing I've ever heard in my life. Hi, Clip. It's Ricky. Hi, Clip. It's Ricky. This one's for John. This one's for John. The Bobcats. The Bobcats. You ain't my boss. You ain't my boss. <laughs> This is Ricky Stokes. This is Ricky Stokes. Some kind of good. I love meat. I love meat. There you go. 
Who was the PA announcer? Hit it again, Shirley. Sophomore. Sophomore Bar at 6'2. Does it sound a lot like Chandler? School PA announcer. He sounds just like Chandler. Six five forward sophomore number twenty five. Justin. <laughs> <laughs> you know who he sounds like? He, he he sounds like one of those guys that gets his zipper caught on a particular body part and is just trying oh, to grit man. his way through it. You know what gets me about it is the. <laughs> Getting up and saying the last thing. You're saying, Howie! <laughs> Zipper caught in a particular body part. He's trying to grind his way through it. Now, here's the thing. He sounds just like Chandler. Can he, he, he did when it started. Um, right, sound just like Chandler. That's why I was like, did you did you get this from somewhere where Chandler was I don't doing know PA? Where the hell if I, I next from. time I do PA, whether it's for like <laughs> EC volleyball or something or softball, I'm going to do that. Uh, what what was Ruff? Who was Ruff talking to when he said that was the most idiotic thing he ever said? Uh, I don't recall. Man, I would love to know. Eric says, I missed the mm-mm-mm, some kind of good. Mm-mm-mm, some kind of good. He says, wasn't that Bailey? No. Nope. That was not Chris Stansberry. Yep, Chris Stansberry. Mm-mm-mm. What was that? Mm-mm-mm. Yep. Shrimply delicious. <laughs> <laughs> I'll add that one in next time. Shrimply delicious. Just some random cuts. Right, that was fun. I might start doing that like once a week, just pulling some old random cuts. I fun. don't want your, your life. life. Get out of the house. Get out of the house. Go. 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 So many Bailey cuts like that on the press box from oh, over the years. Yeah, there's no there's no question. All right, let's take a break. When we return, Camo, Kevin Monroe, will join us here on Pirate Radio Live. Got Jeff Nadeau, Hour 2, Marcus Crandall coming up. Hour 3, a giveaway, plus Mike Houston, Donnie Kirkpatrick, and Blake Harrell comments. It's all ahead on Pirate Radio Live here on a Thursday. We are back with you. Chad's got the link. After this. You're listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Beauty Bar Metaspa. Do you want to get rid of wrinkles, tighten and lift your skin, smooth your skin texture, erase veins and brown spots and get rid of unwanted hair? Are you interested in Botox or filler? Visit BeautyBarMetaspa.com to set up a free consultation. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. UBE has been an ECU tradition for over 50 years, and you can shop online anytime at piratewear.com. UBE has the biggest and best selection of ECU sportswear and accessories for pirates of all ages. Every day is game day at UBE. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Cliff. Got a tweet from my buddy, old roommate, Dees, and he's, I don't think this stat is true. He said the last rookie quarterback to win his week one game was 21 years ago. Derek Carr with the Texans. And he said, remember this night? I do remember because he had a huge parlay. 
and it was the Texans' first game ever, and all he needed was the Cowboys to win money line to close out the parlay on Sunday night, and the Texans beat the Cowboys. So I do remember that, but there's no way that stat is true. Who's a rookie that won week one, Chandler? There's got to be one since 2001, 2002. When did Brock Purdy start? He did start week one last no, year. He no. started late in the year. Yeah. There's got, I mean, to be sure, a rookie quarterback's won a game. But I don't know who that is. Tyler said last year in the line at Dowdy, the couple in front of me started saying, dub buck, dub buck, dub buck, dub buck. There you go. That's how we do. Get it going uh tyler said but the awkward moment when you talk about prl content and no one knows what you're talking about yeah that is pretty awkward awkward austin says is there anything better than some prl on a game week thursday nothing like it helps keep my sane in this atlanta traffic spaghetti junction skip says hey eric says Derek Carr wore gloves i believe you are correct Jamie says, Andrew Luck, did he win his first start? I don't know. There's got to be a rookie that's won a start week one since Derek Carr, right? All right, so. Wait, David right, Carr. Right. Derek Carr. David Carr. Okay, well, David now, Jameis Winston and Marcus oh, Mariota, yeah, 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 they yeah. faced off against each other. Yeah, they were yeah. both rookies, yep. so they, that had to be. That's why you're my guy, Chandler. I'm going to have to say. I can't remember who won that game, though. That stat isn't true. But I remember that night. Thank you, Chandler. Mm-hmm. I wonder how many rookies have won week one as a uh, a starting quarterback. Uh, Zach Wilson had two of. They lost. They faced us. And the Panthers won. Did we? <laughs> I'm pretty positive the Panthers With won Matt that Roll? game. Pretty positive. You're, you're a Panthers fan. We watched that second half together at AJ's, correct? I can't remember. Wow, man. Are you I a, don't remember the Matt Rule days. Uh, what year was that? That had to have been... 2021? Uh, yeah. 19 to 14. Zach Wilson lost. How do I remember that and you don't? All right. Let's head out to the Pirate Radio Live line. Joining us, former Pirate DB color analyst for the pirates he is kevin monroe joining us on pirate radio live kevin how you doing today man i'm doing good good clip hope you are yes sir doing well excited for uh not only more ecu football but nfl kicking off tonight and uh full slate on sunday so getting ready for that kevin uh we did talk to you after the game on the u.s sailor fifth quarter call-in show so we got some of your immediate thoughts and just briefly to to look back at saturday before we look ahead to a big one against marshall at home um i I don't know your overall thoughts on how the pirates performed uh on that stage in the big house on saturday yeah i mean i I would say better than i thought you know honestly you know i knew that coach uh, Houston would have them prepared to play, and you know, and Blake Harrell and, and, and Donna Kirkpatrick would do their thing. But you know, you just you, you you look at a team that's ranked number two in the country ahead of Alabama, ahead of Ohio State. You know, you're just thinking to yourself, man, these guys are just going to be, you know, too big, too strong, too fast. We won't compete well. And I think that was not the truth. I think we competed very well. Now, you know, did did they have their way in, in certain things? You know, JJ McCarthy uh was a man amongst boys. He you know, he put the ball in the money every time and, and, and made some nice passes and their receivers caught some 
some touchdowns. Um, you know, Wilson caught three of them. Uh, you know, those type of things are going to happen. But I felt like defensively, what we did do a good job of from time to time is we got pressure on McCarthy. We flushed him out of the pocket. He just made some good throws on the run. I thought we did a good job, with the exception of one or two runs that got away from us, of stopping the run up front. I think I think the Michigan running backs probably thought coming into that game that they'd have 150 yards apiece, you know, against the Pirates, and that just wasn't the case. It was it was tough sledding for them pretty much all afternoon. And so uh, I think that was uh, both a positive, um, you know, the way they got after the passer, but also the way they stopped the run. And then offensively, you didn't see a whole lot. We didn't get a whole lot going. You know, you know, the running game got got stopped pretty good, and the passing game was was hit or miss. But you did get to see both quarterbacks play. You could, you saw what you can expect from both of them. I thought that you know Mason Garcia bounced back well after a a, a pretty questionable first quarter. I thought Alex Flynn came in in, in the first quarter and played well uh, at times and, and before coming out. So all in all, better than I thought. You know, I wish the score had been a little bit closer. I wish we scored a touchdown or two. Um, but you know, it, it could have been a lot worse. Kevin Monroe joining us. Kevin, we went over those positives, and you mentioned some there, and I thought the tackling was really good for week one. Obviously, uh, the run defense, Javius Bond, the the young running back, looked really good, so there were some positives to take away. I do want to ask, and and again, it's Michigan, and J.J. McCarthy looked great, and Mike Houston and Blake Harrell yesterday said sometimes you just got to tip your cap to the perfect throw and a competitive catch. But it, it, it was a trend last year and, and going into week one, East Carolina, good against the run, gave up some plays in the passing game. And, and last year, the, just the big play really hurt them. Two or three just big pass plays hurt them week to week. So, it, it, again, we don't know what we can gather from the Michigan game, but is that a concern for you coming off of last year, coming off of week one, that East Carolina still might struggle uh, in the secondary, in the pass game? We'll see. I mean, I think it's still uh, kind of up in the air. You know, Tegan Wilk and Julius Wood at safeties, among a couple others, uh, returning is, is a good thing. They, you know, they tackle well back there. They make some plays. Uh, in the passing game, we have to be better. Uh, but that's going to come with both, you know, individual play calls from, from Coach Harrell to, to get those guys in, 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 in uh, good situations, but also pressure up front, right? If, the, if, the, if these guys, yeah. the front four plus the linebackers, can get a good rush from the quarterback, that's going to decide whether there are a lot of be, a lot of plays to be made downfield. So we'll see. The two two young quarters transfers. Um, you know, it's harder to cover when you're when the quarterback's scrambling around. Uh, and so that that's some of it. But some of it is they got to play better. And so it, it, I can't call it just yet as to how good they'll be. But I don't know what to expect based on that Michigan game. I'll just say that. Kevin Monroe joining us, East Carolina. Captain McCarthy just couldn't get him down. The the positive. Uh, flip side of that, East Carolina did not allow a sack. Marshall had seven sacks in their week one game against Albany. They had five sacks the last time they played East Carolina a couple years ago in Huntington. So that kind of new look group that's just getting together on the offensive line, Kevin, yeah, it was tough to run, uh, open up some run holes, but they did keep Garcia and uh, and Flynn upright. Now, Donnie Kirkpatrick noted that on that interception by Garcia, he would have rather had a sack there instead of Garcia throwing off the back foot and throwing an interception, but the O-line held up. That's going to be a, a challenge this week with the Marshall defense that really got after the quarterback last week. Yeah, this D-line and the linebacker core, this front seven is pretty tough for Marshall. And Sam Burton alone had two and a half sacks, uh, and seven different guys had at least a half a sack, so they're getting after the quarterback in bunches, in groups back there, and so uh, as you mentioned, they got us five times last time we played. So we're, we're going to be aware of that. We have to, to make decisions, get the ball out quicker, you know, try to run some screens, some draws, slow down that rush. 
Uh, but they're very, very good up front. And when it's, anytime you have a team that's good up front, you make questionable decisions trying to get rid of the ball. And as you said, that happened in the Michigan game. And I think one of the things for, for Mason is he realizes that he's got a big, strong arm. He thinks he can make every throw, and he probably can, but not off your back foot. And so that, that was a, a, a underthrown ball that you know was problematic. He also missed uh, Shane Calhoun on underthrown ball on the first drive. And so got to be better. Got to step into those throws and, and make good decisions. And this is not the D-line where you want to be holding the football because they will get after you. Donnie's mentioned it this week, and we had some folks uh, talk about it as well, that uh, the, I don't know if we've emphasized it enough, the, the RPO and the decision-making of the quarterback. There's just so many things you got to do. And then Mason's second start ever, his first start since the, nobody was in the crowd against uh, Navy in 2020. He's not only reading things before the play, uh, during the play, he has to make a decision. And Donnie said that, you know, he, he could have gone a different route on some of those plays. And the pass was there uh, when they ran sometimes. And sometimes you're going to hold it when you, you should have ran the ball. But that's just another factor here, Kevin. These, these quarterbacks, Alex Flynn, Mason Garcia, having to make decisions on the fly. And they just haven't seen those live bullets. It's almost like we're kind of learning on the job here, so to speak. That's exactly right. And, you know, the, the RPO, right, just kind of spelled out run-pass option, and there's two run options, right? One, hand the ball to the running back. Two, keep the ball from the, as the quarterback. And then three, the pass. And so Mason's got three different decisions he can make on, on most of those plays. And as Kirk, Coach Kirkpatrick said, he, he fumbled the, the decision a couple different times. And, you know, he would have pulled it out or he would have thrown the pass. And so that's going to come just with, uh, with experience, just with reps. He'll, he'll figure out what to do. But – as a fan, you're watching and you just kind of see it. Oh, man, he could have pulled it out and ran right there. Oh, man, the receiver was wide open, and, and, and it hurts. But it's going to come. It's just going to come with practice. And I think uh, Alex did a little bit better job of that because he got them in some situations where they didn't know he was going to throw the ball or they didn't know he was going to pull it out and run. And he was able to move the chains a couple times there uh, in the first half where Mason was not. And so at practice, that's where they get these reps, and they'll, they'll get kind of used to making that decision. It's usually reading – one or two guys, usually the defensive end and the outside linebacker kind of helps you make that decision as what to do. And so, you know, the more they can practice it, the better they'll get. Kevin, I feel like Jalen Johnson can be the guy for East Carolina to to make big plays, to have big games. It's still a little to be determined who's going to be that go-to guy in the passing game and who are going to be the guys to step up this year without C.J. Johnson, Isaiah Winstead, uh, even Ryan Jones. And, and you just think back to the previous years. Uh, Tyler Sneed was a go-to guy, Blake Prohl. Uh, we're kind of looking around saying, who is that guy? Who are those guys right now? And hopefully week two, uh, somebody will stand out for the Pirates. They've got some options there, just nobody that has really done it consistently uh, once the lights turn on. Yeah, you know, when Kerry King goes down in, in, in the preseason, yeah. he was one of those guys that you expected to get a lot out of him. Uh, Josiah Hatfield has been a guy that we've been talking about for years as being a big, big play threat. Uh, he's getting more opportunities with a couple of injuries that we've seen, so he's got to make some plays. But, yeah, Jalen Johnson is the guy. He's the guy. He's the transfer. He's the one that can make plays. We saw it some uh, last year. Isaiah Winstead kind of overshadowed him a little bit, but he did have a couple of good games early in the season where we thought Jalen Johnson might be that go-to guy before Winstead kind of took over. So he's got to step up. This is his year, his team, his offense. He can make the he can make the deep deep plays. He can be a more of a possession receiver. He's a the guy they they're going to want to turn to when they need a first down. And so I expect him to separate himself. And then you know Javius Bond at the running back spot. He can catch the ball out of the backfield. You know they can run him on jet sweeps, just taking the ball and going with it. Like I expect him to make some big plays, kind of Keaton Mitchell esque because he's got that kind of explosiveness. Kevin, were you surprised at all when you saw the line Marshall a favorite in this game uh, on the road? I was. I was surprised. You know, obviously they, they, they see us going on the road and losing by 27, but, you know, it's to a number two Michigan team. 
Uh, I didn't think Marshall showed that well against an Albany team. They probably should have beaten by a couple touchdowns. Uh, but you, you never know, and, and that's 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 college football. Um, I expect East Carolina, especially defensively, to show up in a big way and make it make it tough on Ali Rashid in that run game. Uh, but offensively, we you know you have two quarterbacks. Some some people say if you have two, you don't have one. And so if they can't move the ball offensively, then you can kind of see what the prognosticators were getting at. But I expect to see them look a lot better offensively this week. Yeah, and I mean, since you mentioned it, you talked about the quarterbacks a couple of times. How do you feel about this two-quarterback system? We have seen it work to a degree at East Carolina, of course, with Pinkney and Cass back in the day. We've also seen it not work at, at many, many places. But how do you feel personally about the, the system they have going right now as far as playing both of these guys? Yeah, I mean, after hearing the coaches talk several times, I don't think the goal is just to flip-flop all year long. I think they want one of these guys to separate themselves. They yeah. want one of these guys to step up and become the guy. And so, you know, I don't think we'll go into every game saying, okay, both guys are going to play. But I think we'll go into every game knowing that if one guy doesn't play well, there's another guy they can put in that can also get it done. And so that that's the, the key. I think they said Mason's going to start here on Saturday. And so if Mason goes in and plays well, I don't expect him to get an early hook. Uh, but if he's, if he's struggling, then, you know, Alex Flynn is back there. So, I think it'll it'll play out, and one of these guys will separate themselves before the end of the year. Uh, hopefully, it's just sooner than later. Yeah, and uh, I even asked Donnie yesterday, uh, hypothetical, you know, if, if the starter goes in and leads uh, two touchdown drives, would you go to the other guy or keep him in? He said they're going to ride the hot hand. So there is a yeah. chance that we could see that guy emerge on Saturday, Kevin. If the, if the offense is lights out, uh, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Yeah, I mean, you, you go into the big house, you know, it, it doesn't get any scarier than that in terms of, pressure on you as a player uh, to make plays, to make good decisions. And I think both of them had some good plays with them, had some bad plays, but it won't be like that anymore. They, I think they can calm down and relax, and they'll be able to play with any other defense you know, they play against this year. So hopefully that helped calm their nerves, and we'll see one of them or both of them play really well on Saturday and, and, and help to make decisions. Kevin Monroe joining us. East Carolina and Marshall will be with you at noon on the Bud Light pregame tailgate on Saturday and after the game, the U.S. Sailor fifth quarter call-in show. Uh, I gave out uh, my MVP award on Saturday to Jason Nichols. He was awesome. It's great having Marcus here, but having those guys inside, Kevin, and you know it firsthand, uh, really brings, I think, uh, even more credibility uh, to what we do here at Pirate Radio. Jay Nick and, uh, and Cranman were awesome on Saturday. Listen, I feel bad for Billy Weaver. I mean, I, you know, he's my guy, but he's no Jason Nichols. Like, Jason's got some, some deep knowledge of as a player, as a coach, you know, watching being around football all his life. And then obviously Mark Crandall, one of the best quarterbacks we've ever had here. He also was a coach, uh, played, you know, several years as a pro. Those guys know football. And so having them – really brings credibility to what you guys are doing. It makes the show even better, so I was excited to see them there. Yeah, and uh, we will be joining us this Saturday, so we'll have a uh, four-man booth for the fifth quarter coming up on Saturday. Kevin, crazy start to the season. I'm so good at, at picking and prognosticating. Two teams that I have in the college football playoff have already lost, and we haven't even started week <laughs> two yet, uh, those being Clemson and LSU. LSU, uh, that one got away from them against Florida State, and my goodness, I still don't believe what I saw Monday night the way Duke uh, was able to take care of business against Clemson. Yeah, I mean, I think in the Florida State-LSU game, I think Florida State just might be a little bit better than everybody thought, and, and, and LSU just wasn't expecting them to get you know get punched in the mouth like that and couldn't recover. But, man, I thought Clemson was in that game most of the game. I mean, even, even late into the, the second half, I, I still thought Clemson was going to come back, and they just kept not taking advantage of plays, you know, just have, having turnovers, you know, bad, making bad plays on defense. You know, you get the mishap on the special teams, the field goal or whatever. And so 
uh, certain things just kept happening to get them further and further away from having a chance in that game. But when you look at the stats, they ran the ball, you know, similar to Duke. They threw the ball similar to Duke. They just could not take advantage of scoring points and, and, and moving the chains. And when that happens, you're going to lose football games. And I'm sure – you know, Dabo is probably one of the worst losses he's had in a long time. I'm sure they'll bounce back. Yeah, we shall see. Also got the NFL kicking off tonight. You can hear Lions Chiefs right here on Pirate Radio. Kevin's Cowboys taking on the Giants on Sunday night football. So got a division game, big one in New York coming up on Sunday night. Kevin, uh, how you feeling about that one? Well, you know, it's a good feeling as a fan of any team when your defense is really good. And, yeah. and you know what? No one can argue that the Cowboys defense is really good. And I don't know what to expect from Dak Prescott and Tony Pollard come off the injury. I'm hoping we get the Dak of old that takes care of the football and doesn't turn it over a bunch. And I'm hoping Tony Pollard bounces back and, and, and is running the ball well after hurting himself last year. If those two things are, are, are working, then I don't think they'll have a problem with, with the Giants, but you just never know. But defensively, I expect to see Michael Parsons and those guys getting after him and, and, and playing well. And Daniel Jones, hasn't exactly had a stellar start to his career in terms of not turning the football over and things like that. So hopefully they can get some turnovers and get a win there. Going to be fun. Uh, Looking forward to a fun weekend of football with College Week 2 and, of course, the NFL kicking off. Kevin, I appreciate you joining us today, man. Always fun talking football with you, and we'll uh, do it again soon. Absolutely, Cliff. Anytime. Kevin Monroe. Kevin Monroe, East Carolina color analyst, joining us on the show today. Austin, uh, I'll have to get that question in next time. He says, all this football talk, can we talk about the most important things in life? Does Camo know what his next Halloween costume will be? We do need to touch, uh, to, to get that answer, Chandler. We'll do that next time. Um, Eric, I'll try to remember your question. Does Kevin think he uh, was a better player or a better color analyst? He said he's pretty dang good at both. Uh, we love talking to Kevin here each week during the football season on Pirate Radio Live. Uh, by the way, uh, Shirley, take us to break. So, my buddy D's talking about the rookie to win week one. D's who? So, I should have known this, Chandler. I was making fun of you about the Panthers. RG3 won his opener in New Orleans against the Saints. How did you not know that? I don't know. <laughs> I was acting a fool at O'Cools. I remember it quite well. Um, but I got bad news. We He was a little incorrect on I his I saw stat. the correction. Yeah. It, does, it doesn't make me feel good. So, number one overall picks starting in week one. David Carr is the last one to win. Not good news for the Panthers this weekend. Or is it time for that record to be broken if it's going to happen it's going to happen on sunday bryce young and the carolina panthers on the road at atlanta where it all started about 29 years ago uh frank reich the quarterback for the panthers that day in a loss to the falcons all right let's take a break jamie says trivia question when was coach of the 2012 colts i'm gonna say 2012 (laughs) good question and i knew the answer when was coach of the 2012 Colts? Who was coach? No, when was coach of the 2012 Colts? 2012. That's when. I'm going to say Chuck Pagano. The question is, when was coach of the 2012 Colts? When the, was coach? The, what does that mean? And when, was the, <laughs> when was coach? When was coach in the 2012 Colts? 2012. <laughs> we'll take a break. More to go after this.
You're listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Beauty Bar Metaspa. Do you want to get rid of wrinkles, tighten and lift your skin, smooth your skin texture, erase veins and brown spots and get rid of unwanted hair? Are you interested in Botox or filler? Visit BeautyBarMetaspa.com to set up a free consultation. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Be sure to visit one of ECU graduate Brandon Tate's U.S. Cellular locations and experience the highest standard of customer service. The purpose of the Atlantic Wireless Store experience is to inform, illuminate, and inspire. Find the location near you at AtlanticWireless.com. Atlantic Wireless, we go beyond the call. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. Back with you, Pi Radio Live. ECU Marshall coming up Saturday. These teams always play thrillers. Looking forward to another one coming up a couple of days from now. We'll be with you. At noon on the Bud Light pregame tailgate on Saturday, taking you up to kickoff after the game. It's the U.S. Sailor fifth quarter call-in show. We'll talk about that one and more with the big man on campus, Jeff Nadeau. He joins us here on Pirate Radio Live. Big man, how you doing today? I'm great. How are you, Cliff? Hey, doing good. Uh, you know if big man tells you to take a pick over a week before the game happens that it's going to be a, a solid pick, and that was the case for – Texas State Baylor and uh, you were there on the over Jeff uh, how about Texas State winning that football game and uh, and putting up a ton of points you mentioned G.J. Kinney uh, the former Tulsa quarterback and uh, he had this offense rolling against Baylor yeah he did uh, you know and this is really I think what doing the work in the offseason can help you prepare for and that's being kind of ahead of the curve on teams like this you know I'd identified Texas State Really, when G.J. Kinney took this job, I mean, generally when a coach is at the FCS level and he does something, he's going to bring it over and, and do well at the, the FBS level. And, you know, they did a great job. I mean, the game plan was terrific. Um, you know, had over 440 yards, over six and a half yards of play. I, I think the interesting thing about Texas State clip is, I mean, they scored 42, but they also gave up 31 and gave up almost 525 yards. So they're going to be a great over team clip. I backed them all year. Jeff Dedu joining us. Jeff, the Pirates, uh, not a great over team, at least to start the year. We'll see if they can find some offense week two against Marshall. And as I mentioned a moment ago, these teams play classics two years ago in Huntington. East Carolina scored 21 points in the fourth quarter and won it 42 to 38 over Marshall. They've played, I think, four overtime games in the school's histories uh, against one another. Uh, is the offense going to be there this week? Marshall is a favorite coming into Dowdy Ficklin Stadium on Saturday. They had a, a very ho-hum victory over Albany where they didn't look very good. So still a lot of questions for these teams as they head into this Week 2 matchup, Jeff. Any thoughts on East Carolina and Marshall coming up on Saturday? Yeah, I mean, uh, I think there were some things to take away that ECU can be, I guess, somewhat proud of. Look, I know they lost by 27, but I thought they did okay defensively. I mean, they forced a turnover in the red zone. I mean, I would have tagged Michigan for 40-plus. Remember last year, they averaged 42 points a game. So I think there's some things to take away from them defensively. That said, I mean, you know, offense is obviously going to be an issue. I guess I'll ask you, Clip. I mean, look, you obviously have your finger on the pulse of that team. I mean, who's a better option at quarterback? Is it Alex <laughs> or is it 
Garcia. To be determined. And they're going to go with both again this week. You'll probably see Garcia start. Now, I asked Donnie Kirkpatrick, the offensive coordinator yesterday, if your starting quarterback goes out there and leads two scoring drives, do you still bring in the other guy or do you ride the hot hand? He said, we're riding the hot hand. If, if there is a guy that is taking this offense down the field, scoring points, we're going to keep him in. So, like, right now, they still don't know. Uh, Flynn did some good things. Garcia looked a little rattled, and uh, he's going to be a lot more comfortable at home this week, you would think, against Marshall. So I don't know, man. I don't have an answer for you uh, right now as far as who who best to lead the team. They're still going to go with two until one guy steps up. I, I think what I find interesting is it seems like Marshall's kind of in a very similar predicament. I think you know, Marshall is going to look to run the ball with Rasheen Ali, who's terrific. They have a pretty good offensive line. But I think one thing, it's funny, Clip, my best friend, Ryan, is a, is a devout a devout Michigan fan, and he was at the game last week, and he said, you know, the one thing he noticed, and I didn't watch much of the game, he said he noticed that, you know, ECU just sold out, stopped the run. Yeah. And I think if, if you're that this week, you do the same thing. Cam Fancher is not a quarterback that I'm that, I'm that in love with. I think you can obviously stay in the game that way. I think this is probably a lower scoring game. Uh, obviously, I think you kind of are well aware of that. I'd lean under. Probably not a game that I'll be involved with, though. All right, Jeff, how about a game uh, a little west of us in Raleigh, NC State, hosting Notre Dame. Sam Hartman uh, has experience playing the Wolfpack, of course, during his time at Wake Forest. And uh, NC State coming off a win over UConn last Thursday night. Notre Dame a a 7.5-point favorite. They're expecting some points in this one. Uh, Well, uh, just 50. I thought I said 60 uh, as I pull the phone closer to my eyes. 50.5 is that total. So uh, any, any take on that one? Yeah, I think you zeroed in on kind of where I look. I think the total is a bit too low for me. Um, look, look, NC State, this is a, an offense that's going to obviously be much better than Connecticut. Um, I didn't really love what I saw to NC State's offense, but I'd have to think the cobwebs are now off. I thought Brennan Armstrong looked good running the football. Two rushing touchdowns, almost 100 rushing yards. Um, you look at what Notre Dame has faced, I mean, not, not a lot of uh, – you know, Tennessee State Navy not exactly going to move the needle. This is a much better offense they're going to face as well. I thought the total was a bit low. I, I don't know that I'd put it 60, but I'd put it more towards 55 than 50. I could see this being 31-24, absolutely. I'm going to look to think that most both quarterbacks can make some plays in this game, and I don't love either defense. I think they're both solid defense. I don't love them. This isn't a crazy high total, as you alluded to. If I had to play this, I would lean towards the over. They do. Uh, my surprises or standouts of week one are the same as everybody's. Colorado, Clemson losing to Duke. But high on my list of things that stood out to me on uh, week one was North Carolina actually playing defense. And I had South Carolina in that game, and Rattler got his yards, but it didn't lead to points. And they got to him. They sacked him, tackles for loss. And if North Carolina can do that this year with Drake May on the other side, uh, they could actually be a factor. They've got apps state this week that game when it was nuts last year where the app state scoring like 40 points in the fourth quarter north carolina still won the game uh but north carolina a big favorite at home this week at 18 and a half total at 58 uh so how about north carolina were you impressed at all with their win and and what do you think about this game and the tar heels as a whole this year yeah, you know, it's only one game clip, but when you look back at some of the stats we saw after one game, in North Carolina, 60% in the red zone, getting either touchdowns or field goals. They didn't convert enough. They didn't get enough 
points, and, and that's something you can't do uh, in games that you play UNC in. That said, I was impressed as well. I mean, NC State uh, had, or uh, not NC State, South Carolina had negative rushing yards. I mean, think about that. That's pretty impressive. That's hard to do against an FBS team. Uh, they were able to do it. I thought they played great defensively. Um, you remember this game last year, Clip, North Carolina App State. It, what was it, 63-61? It was, uh, it was incredible. Uh, it, it was back and forth. Um, look, I don't think this is a vintage Appalachian State team, but it's still a rugged team that is going to step up and be excited about this one. This is an in-state game. We know these teams are always kind of uh, tough and play hard. You know, you look at App State, I don't know. I mean, I don't glean much from a game against Gardner-Webb, but, you know, Joey or, uh, Joey Aguilar looked okay at four touchdowns. Nate Noel is a solid player for them. I don't know. I, I feel like North Carolina may let their guard down a little bit. And is that defense kind of what we thought we saw in game one? I, you know, I'd have to think it probably is. But, um, you know, last year they really struggled in this game. Jeff Nadeau joining us. Kevin in the YouTube chat. I guess we're roasting they do about soccer picks today. Do you have a rough day on the pitch, they do? I don't even know. I haven't even looked. I, I, I probably not. I haven't looked. Who knows, though? Kevin, uh, then again, I didn't hear from you when I killed it in June. So. <laughs> this is the way it goes. You know, well, you know how it works. Um, they do one more game, and then we'll, we'll see uh, what you like. But Michael Pratt was on the stars list for week one as uh, Tulane knocked off South Alabama. They got a big one. They got an Ole Miss coming in. Should be a good crowd there at Yulman Stadium. Uh, there in New Orleans, how about the Lane Train going to Tulane? It just is there too much Ole Miss offense there, or you think Tulane can keep up? It is a seven and a half point spread in favor of the Rebs with a high total of sixty-seven. We think about Tulane, Ole Miss. Well, the last time these guys played, I think it was like sixty-one twenty-one. It was crazy. Um, I have to admit, a performance that did not get talked about much last week was how good Tulane was. Uh, I, the whole world was on South Alabama, and they they won easily. I mean, it was 24-10 at the half. They never looked back. Michael Pratt had almost 300 yards, only 15 attempts. That was impressive. That was a, a clinic they put on. Uh, 67 seemed a bit low to me. I think both these teams. You know, Elaine Train never leaves any doubt. I mean, he's always going to look to run the score up. I'd have to figure they're in the 40s, probably. I feel like this is kind of like a 44-24 type of game, something like that. You know, 45-31. Um, I don't know if there's a bunch of defense played in this game. This is probably similar to the last game these guys played. They do. What are you looking at week two? Uh, what games you got highlighted coming up? Uh, I like another kind of in-state game. You mentioned um, the, the state one. I like James Madison this week, laying six against Virginia. Uh, this is one of those games, Clip, where you, you kind of see this line and you say, wow, Jim, you a uh, a touchdown favorite against an ACC team. But I think as you kind of know, and a lot of people know, this Virginia team is not very good. Um, they're a group that really struggle, I think, on both sides of the ball. You look at last week, looking at box scores and looking at what we actually saw on the field is important. You know, Virginia had a lot of issues moving the ball. Tony Musket had 94 passing yards. And what I would highly think that Jam Hughes is going to do is just going to, they're going to put a ton in the box and say, beat us through the air. It doesn't help as well as, Tony Musket was injured late in that game, uh, the quarterback, and he's likely to, to not play in this game. JMU's really good on defense. I love their coach, Kurt Yeti. Um, I think this line's 
anything under a touchdown, I have a lot of interest in. I, I like JMU. I bet this pretty quick. Jeff Nadeau joining us. Uh, Jeff, NFL kicking off tonight. Jamie uh, asking, does anyone realistically have a shot to challenge the Eagles in the NFC? He said, I don't see it. Maybe the Niners. Uh, but would anyone really feel – would you be comfortable putting money on anyone to win the NFC outside of Philadelphia? Well, that's a great question. I, I don't uh, – no, I don't think I would. Um, I, I think the only other team that I would have an interest in – and there's there's one reason I, I, I ultimately have trouble betting them. The Dallas Cowboys, the, the problem is I, I just don't like Mike McCarthy. I, I don't yeah. think he's very good. Um, I think this defense is really solid. I think offensively, I like Dak Prescott. I know a lot of people don't. I think he's a pretty solid quarterback. He's obviously got to get his interception numbers down, but there's plenty of weapons there. There's really no excuse for him. Adding Brandon Cooks will be a nice extra weapon. Uh, Tony Pollard's your, your, your main back there. Keep an eye on Deuce Vaughn, uh, the, the kid out of K-State. I, I like Dallas. I, I think, to me, I think they may be a better option than San Francisco due to the fact that I think they have a much more trustworthy quarterback. But is there anybody worthy to put money on? No, uh, that's that's not someone. That, that's not a conference I'd be betting on outside of the Eagles. No. I'll uh, keep an eye on Twitter. See if you throw out a few NFL plays for Week One. You got anything uh, in mind right now, Jeff? Yeah, real quick. One other team, the Saints. I have some interest in them as well. Um, I think Derek Carr. That, that's the best quarterback in that division by a wide margin. I like the Saints. That's team to keep an eye on too. Um, yeah, I like Detroit tonight. Uh, straight up. Uh, I, I think Detroit is a great play. I'm seeing a lot of highlights and uh, headlines tomorrow. Detroit and, and Dan Campbell beat Kansas City. I, I have some weird feeling they're going to win tonight. Huh. Um, this is a stone-cold Detroit line. Um, I, I think you, you know the whole world's going to be on Kansas City, yet the line's dropped two points. I don't think Travis Kelsey's going to play tonight. I got a weird feeling he doesn't. I think he'll probably say he will, and then we don't see him. He's a major part of that that group, and this number is telling us that he's probably not going to play. And if he does, it's not going to be a ton. All right. Uh, man, that, that, what a world we live in. Lions uh, winning at Arrowhead could definitely happen. These aren't your uh, your father's lines. Jeff Nadeau joining us, Pirate Radio Live Line. Jeff, uh, we'll be on from noon to 4 on Saturday, so we'll see if we can track you down during the college football Saturday and uh, talk more football with you. Well, I've, I've done this with you before, Clip. I urge you, if you can, let's try to do it around 2. That way I don't have to sit on my hands at the end of these 12 o'clock games while I'm on the phone. Nah, we're not going to do that again. We had you on at the end of a window, the, the noon window, and um, I, I, I think we've done it several times. Sometimes it's been great. I remember one time in particular it did not go well. So, yeah, 2 o'clock sounds like a winner. Yeah, and, and by the way, to that guy in your chat, buddy, you have to lose occasionally. <laughs> We don't all hit 100%. Just remember that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You, you, you got to gotta understand that. Now you do. Enjoyed it, man. Enjoy the football tonight. We'll uh, talk to you Saturday. All right, Cliff. Cheers. BMOC. Jeff Nadeau. Joining us here on Pirate Radio Live. We will take a break. Come back. Wrap up hour number two. And get you ready for hour three, where we will have a giveaway for you. We got Marcus Crandall. We got Mike Houston. Donnie Kirkpatrick. And Blake Harrell comments as well. Um, Chandler, how about a little Fleet Feeder Rundown when we return on Pirate Radio Live? Back with you after this. Saturday, I said I'm sorry. Sunday game, trash me out again.
You're listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Beauty Bar Metaspa. Do you want to get rid of wrinkles, tighten and lift your skin, smooth your skin texture, erase veins and brown spots and get rid of unwanted hair? Are you interested in Botox or filler? Visit BeautyBarMetaspa.com to set up a free consultation. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Do you want to get rid of wrinkles, tighten and lift your skin, smooth your uh, skin texture, erase veins and brown spots and get rid of unwanted hair? Are you interested in Botox or filler? Contact the licensed professionals at Beauty Bar Medispa on Red Banks Road in Greenville. Free consultations are available by calling 752-1406 or visiting beautybarmedispa.com. Enjoy your visit. Love your transformation. Now let's head back into PRL. Here's Cliff. All righty. Back with you on pirate radio live what is going on on elon's app i got uh, a lot of weird spam uh, followers here lately but thank you for following me on mm-hmm. social media all yeah, you fake computer people out there different different uh very different hello marcus crandall how you doing sir i'm doing great man excited uh excited about nfl returning yes pirates at home this weekend Pirates at home lots to be excited about weekend man big weekend starting tonight let's get to our fleet feet rundown pirate nation be sure you have the best and most comfortable shoes this tailgate season with a stop at fleet feet they've got that great one-on-one service uh to all the runners out there walkers and everyone in between you can go see them at 207 east arlington boulevard in the old gordon's golf location fleet feet they run for you and uh, go ahead and get you some some shoes to go on your puppies i was gonna say puppies get some some puppy protection uh at fleet feet with the awesome products they have there uh football is indeed back so tonight you've got chiefs and lions we talked about this i I like that the lions are getting this bump up on the main stage they'll be playing at nbc on nbc tonight you can hear the game right here on pirate radio and the chiefs are only a four and a half point favorite it's been basically six and a half i feel like all off season it's dropped a full two points I guess that's money on the lines, but also the news this week that Travis Kelsey was injured at practice and I believe is questionable for tonight. Might go, might not go. And if he doesn't go, uh, that is huge because Kansas City, as good as they are with Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid, they do not have the most uh, impressive wide receiving core. If you put up their receivers uh, with everybody else in the NFL, I mean, they would rank probably bottom half. Definitely bottom half, I would say. Who do they have? Sky Moore? Uh, Sky Moore. Tony. Kadarius um, Tony, Tony, who Cameron. I guess is healthy Valdez, right now. Scantley. MVS. Yeah. But, I mean, you know what? Um, you know, coming into last season, they, you know, having losing um, Cheetah. <laughs> yeah. They, they really weren't uh, ranked uh, in the top 10 or whatever as far as receiving core there is. But, um you know, the thing about Patrick Mahomes is that uh, his ability to make plays out of the pocket, extend drives with his legs, and um, and then you get the defenses coming up and or dropping back, and then he uses his legs to, to run the football as well. And, and so I think um, he gives those guys a chance to, to make some plays and to create some space outside of having to run their routes against, uh, you know, some good, good opponents and, uh, and win the one-on-one battles. I think they're going to create some space by – uh, with uh, Patrick Mahomes using his legs, scrambling around, creating some um, some opportunities to throw the ball down the field, or them just getting some space that way as far as having the time to get away from the defender. 
Chandler, uh, NFL season's back. You know what else is back? First touchdown bets. Oh. <laughs> I love it. Oh no! I got I got hooked on that last year. I got a guy, Isaiah Pacheco. Oh, okay. First right. touchdown. I saw. I believe it was uh, one of my dad's f- former roommates in college. But he said something about Laporta. Oh man, I'm a big Laporta guy. I got yeah. him. I think on all my fantasy teams. Yeah. Rookie tight end from uh, for the Lions, who uh, they traded Hawkinson. And who is a big part of the Minnesota offense now, but that opens up a hole. So I'm I'm excited to see this Lions offense. I mean, the year that Jameer Gibbs, Amon Ross, St. Brown, that's who I like. Had, I like Gibbs. Yeah, they, I mean Gibbs. That you've got uh, Jared Goff, who was just a cast off, who was just kind of part of a trade from Stafford. Hey, uh, you go to Detroit, kind of fade away. They'll probably draft another quarterback. Well, not so fast. Goff is the guy. Uh, there in Detroit, so uh, I'm excited about that. Um, Jamie says, "Clip, we have an autographed Colts Wentz jersey in the house. What should be done with it? Uh, toilet paper? Um, I don't know. Do you have children? Maybe cleaning cleaning up your kids' vomit? I, I don't know. I, I would. I definitely wouldn't wear it. I definitely wouldn't show it off. I would. I would get rid of that jersey. Sorry, not a Carson Wentz guy." Any maybe, suggestions, guys? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe like bathroom decor. I mean, <laughs> shower curtain. He, he's done a good job, uh, or did a good job previous to where he is. Marcus now, is such but, a nice uh, guy. I well, mean, he's, I mean, he's, he, he's telling he, facts. He was an MVP when, candidate when, when he until he got hurt, man. Like he got hurt. I know. And um, you kind of see that more often in the NFL, where guys get hurt and their their careers kind of go downhill a little bit in regards to being at the quarterback position uh we hope that hope that's not true this year because we got some guys that um that were hurt last year we want to see excel but uh well i do anyway <laughs> i'm not sure about you clip but i'm fine look but, uh, <laughs> I, I, I say everything in jest but carson wentz played for my favorite team and and didn't play well didn't play well for you and sure he's a great guy likes to hunt do whatever that's yeah. fine i i don't want him near my team yeah, I mean, it, it is what it is, man. And like I said, when he got hurt in Philly, uh, things just haven't been the same for him. And um, yeah. and, that, and that's the part about injuries, man, is that uh, they start to mount up on you. Uh, you come in, you may come into the season feeling really good and, and um, ready for the season, but as, the, as those hits start to pile up, your body starts to feel a little bit differently, and um, you really have to adjust your game to where your to where your body body is feeling in regards to those injuries. And so, I, I don't think he's done a uh, an exceptional job of that in getting you know back to you know the playoff form that he was in Philly. Also, uh, never really won the locker room. It sounds like, and we've heard that at previous stops with him, and it, it bugged me going into the year last year and. You could see that uh, the players really rallied around Heineke more so than Wentz. Uh, Mike P. said a Carson Wentz jersey would be good for cleaning tires. Uh, Yeah, I agree with that, Mike. Uh, Jamie says Marcus is an ex-player. I understand. So uh, there you go. All right. um, Let's see. Anything else? Chandler, what are you doing tonight? What are you – Jeff Nadeau says Lions. I am really scared to take the Detroit Lions in Arrowhead. I know. Even though I know the Lions – are not the lines we grew up on it's still i'm and still gunshot and like say this say this was like week 14 or like week 13 or like later in the season 
where the Lions, it seems like in the past few years, have kind of gained some momentum toward the tail end of the year. This is game one of the football season. They're in prime time on the road at Arrowhead, which has always been a tough place to play. I mean, it's tough, but if you want to take a risk, take the Lions. Um, and especially if uh, kind of take that Travis Kelsey situation in, uh, into consideration. Yeah, interested to see what happens with that. And if he doesn't play, what do the Chiefs look like tonight? Uh, once again, you can hear right here on Pirate Radio. There is one college football game. I think they, they usually uh, kind of take the night off for big games on that week one NFL Thursday. But Murray State against Louisville. I got a text from Coach Mack today. You know the meme of the ki- of there's a person on the left side of the bus who looks kind of down, and there's a, a he's looking at the view on the side of the mountain. A kid on the right side of the bus who looks really excited or whatever. Yeah. So the one the upset one said whatever NFL game is on tonight, and the one smiling said Murray State Louisville, and I said all right, Coach, enjoy it. I'm not no I'm not gonna watch Murray State in Louisville. Much in the NFL. Coach Mack is anti NFL. Uh we got a dude who was hanging out in the parking lot a moment ago, I guess walking to his car. Friend of the show, Brian Hanks. Ah said dude. dude, you sound awesome in the UB parking lot. Go pirates. What's up, dude? Man, my dude. Brian, thanks for listening, at least on your walk back to your car. We appreciate Absolutely. it. All right, let's take a break. When we return, uh, we will hear what Mike Houston had to say yesterday. Also, Donnie Kirkpatrick, Blake Harrell. We'll talk Pirates and Marshall. We'll have a giveaway for you. If you got any questions for Marcus Crandall, you can get those in Facebook, YouTube, or X. More to go. PRL back with you on a Thursday after this. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back at the Appliances Superstore. They make buying appliances easy. It's just that simple. The Appliances Superstore has the largest selection of in-stock appliances in eastern North Carolina, which helps our customers save money every day. And they offer a 12-month warranty on every appliance. Plus, they'll deliver and set up your new appliances and remove your old ones. The Appliances Superstore off Highway 264 behind the new DMV or shop us online at appliancesuperstore.com. Remember, we make buying appliances easy at the Appliances Superstore. Now let's head back into Pirate Radio Live. Here's your host, Clip Rock. All right, Chandler, I've talked about this in the past. Crash, a.k.a. Gerald Wallace, was a part of some bad Charlotte basketball teams, but busted his hind parts every play, every night. Yes, sir. And should be recognized for the work he put in. Got him to the playoffs once. And it uh, looks like they're going to do at least a little something this year. Rod Boone says the Hornets plan to honor Gerald Wallace and Baron Davis oh, nice. as part of the franchise's eight anniversary nights when they wear their classic uniforms. I guess those will be classic Hornets uniforms, not Bobcats uniforms. Yeah. Uh, details on when, what to expect, other giveaways. Um, 
have been scheduled and i guess there is a schedule i need to look into that but uh i'm all for honoring gerald wallace he Um, was uh, a great player but more than that just like gave up his entire body for some really crappy teams yeah um and i when i see you ever have one of those moments where you see a logo and it's like you, you just think of that one person. When I see that mid-2000s Charlotte Bobcats logo, I think of Gerald Wallace. Crash. Um, and, but, you know, with the, Horn, with, the Char- with the Charlotte basketball team being the Hornets now, of course we have our alternate throwback Hornets, early 2000s, mid-90s uniforms. I did see where Miles Bridges, who will be playing for the Hornets this upcoming season, said that he would not mind a Charlotte Bobcats throwback. <laughs> maybe maybe with the stripes maybe with yeah. uh you know maybe the gerald, gerald wallace uh version of the bobcat hey, uniforms it would have fit them last year as bad as they were and i say if that happens you might as well do it if you are going to you know honor gerald wallace one night and yeah. just wear them so. wear the uh the pinstripe bobcats uniforms remember they had like the nascar racing stripes down the side and stuff mm-hmm. all right enough hoops we'll have plenty of time to talk about that later in the year but uh football is back both college and the nfl and marcus crandall is back with us as well inside the pirate radio studios marcus uh how'd your saturday go had a full day here with uh, the crew here at Pirate Radio and uh, with the Pirate Nation as well. How'd it go for you? Man, it was awesome, man. Outstanding for our first one. And, um, you know, I was a little bit worried coming in about the long day, but uh, (laughs) the Celsius helped out. (laughs) Yes, sir. (laughs) Tremendously. That it did. Uh, We'll have a bit of a shorter day, at least in this particular room, uh, because we will be here for the pregame, and then we will – I'm planning on heading to Dowdy Ficklin Stadium. You going? Absolutely. We rolling out there? Yeah. And then uh, we will be back with you on the U.S. Cellular Fifth Quarter Collins Show coming up on Saturday night. So looking forward to another fun day uh, here at Pirate Radio. Billy Weaver will join the crew uh, post game with Marcus, Jason, and myself. So we look to take your calls into the Saturday evening, hopefully after a Pirate victory. Marcus, what, uh, what's your first take when you see Marshall, a three-point favorite, on the road at East Carolina? Yeah, I... Um... I'm a little bit, uh, uh, you know, appalled by that. But, uh, you know, we got to gain some respect yeah. in regards to, you know, we haven't, um, uh, you know, gotten past last year. It's a new year, right, in regards to, you know, we played game one. Uh, some people feel like, the, you know, we got the moral victory in regards to uh, playing against Michigan last week. But uh, for me, I mean, I think uh, this is a, a respect game in regards to bouncing back from last week and then uh, trying to get this win. Um, those guys, um, you know, they're, they're the the other part of the transfer portal deal kind of not going as well, even though they they got the win and all of that. But uh, I don't think their coach is too enthused about, you know, how their their players have um, adapted to yeah. uh, the, the, the team. And 30 new, ton of new guys. That's right, yeah. That yeah. yeah. And, so, uh, and they haven't played up to their standards from what I understand. And so, so they're going to get better. You just hope it's not week two. That's right. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely, man. And, uh, the, the, again, these teams have played classic games over the years, overtime games. I'm expecting yeah. another tight one coming up on Saturday. Let's hear what Mike Houston had to say yesterday. Now, usually I cut these up because he'll go 7 to 12. He went like like 16 minutes maybe on Tuesday. Uh, he was shortened to the point yesterday. He was hot, um, maybe more ways than one, but definitely physically hot. His his face was like brown, like he'd been the sun had just been kicking his tail, and uh, was not in a 
a real chipper mood so it went pretty quick so we'll just play the whole q a uh with mike houston from yesterday here's how it sounded all right wednesday's in the books it's been a couple of cookers out there the last two days now so the hottest two days we've had all fall so uh it's been a challenge kids have really pushed themselves hard i'm really i'm really pleased with the way they're working i'm um, very determined this week questions which i was going to ask with that heat you always want to get the work in, but also try and keep fresh for Saturdays. It is a balance, and it's a struggle right now. You know, it's, uh, we went about as short as you can go the last two days and still get in what you got to get in, but it's, it's tough. It's a, it's a huge challenge right now. Could it be a good thing for Saturday just in terms of prep since it'll probably be pretty warm? Well, it's going to cool down a little bit Saturday, so, um, you know, it's uh, – both teams are going to play in the same weather. We just got to, we got to get recharged. That's why I told them they got to be doing a great job with their nutrition and their hydration, their sleep right now. Got to get our bodies refueled for Saturday. Coach, is there a position group that you might expect to take a big step from week one to week two? I would hope we have a bunch of them to do. I mean, I've, I think our kids have worked hard this week, but I hope we have a lot of them to do this week. I asked you about the O-line giving up no sacks on Saturday. Marshall had seven sacks in their game. Uh, they – Aggressive on defense. Is that some of your? Well, I think their defensive front's very good. Um, you know, those four guys, they can all four rush the passer. Uh, linebackers are very active. Um, so it's, it's going to be a challenge on Saturday. Home opener, protecting home turf, is that something you even have to reemphasize with your guys? No. Our kids are very motivated. Um, they love playing at home. Uh, they know they have a very good team coming in here. They know it's going to take a hell of an effort. So they'll be ready to play Saturday. Marshall went way up tempo when they got down and were able to, to put some possessions together. Is that tempo something you're pressing this week with your defense to, to be ready after each play? Yeah, we're, we're preparing for that. Um, Office did a good job with, you know, doing a little tempo drill at the beginning of practice to help our defense. We've been trying to get the scouts to operate as fast as they can. So uh, our kids are working to get, uh, to get prepared for, uh, you know, for the tempo on Saturday. Anything else, Coach? I just asked what you remember about uh, the end of that game two years ago and the way it uh, kind of came out of nowhere. That That was a great locker room after the game. Hope we have a chance this Saturday. All right, there is Mike Houston, quick and to the point. Mm-hmm. And and as he's talking there, Marcus, they're they're getting into work this week. You, you gotta you gotta practice in the weather because you're going to play in some of this weather. But at the same time, I, I see why he he doesn't like it because he's talking about refueling the body and recharge you just don't want it to this sun and this heat to just completely drain you and uh and that sounds like it's an issue or at least something he's a little worried about anyway well definitely because it's it's been extremely hot record hot in in regards to um the last couple of days and um that that's the part that you have to balance in in compartmentalize as far as um, you know getting that heat, getting the fluids in you, uh, but giving a hundred percent out there on the field, uh, but not you know to the point to where you're about to pass out or anything like that. Yeah, you got you got to balance those things out, and um, and that that's the coach's job in regards to you talked about uh, or he mentioned about um, you know whether getting those guys motivated or not, and uh, whether and he said um, you know they're already motivated, right, and so. And that's a huge point, I believe, in regards to uh, a player. Man, once you hit that field, you you have to already be motivated to play. And this is get home home game number one, mm-hmm. right? So the coach's job is to get that little extra five percent or whatever. Each person is different. Each player is different, but 
the coach's job is to get that little extra out of you, but um, he shouldn't have to, or they shouldn't have to dig too far to get that motivation out of you to, to show up on the field. Let's hear what Donnie Kirkpatrick had to say before we got into the quarterback questions and O-line and receivers. Uh, he talked about the extreme heat at practice on Wednesday. Cut one. Well, we did take two water breaks today to try to force them to drink. We have a great training staff, obviously, that we got a lot of students that, uh, you know, intern here. So every station's got water there the entire time. I mean, we th- there's more than they can drink. We're forcing them. You got to drink more. You got to drink more. You got to drink more because it's amazing how much body weight they're losing. So they weigh in, they weigh out. The trainers keep a really close eye on them. If they're down, you know, then they they get a call and they got to come over and you know get some treatment. And we got to make sure they eat. But the problem is, you know, early in the year and especially offensively, we're we're so new to each other. You know, we feel like we got to practice. You know, we we need more reps. You know. And at the same time, it's probably too hot to practice that much and, and not be careful. And so we did back off a little bit, which is very Coach Houston-like. But we were about as short, Joe will tell you that, it was about as short a Wednesday practice as we've ever had in the seven years I've been with him. Uh, but it is a concern. Yeah, it's a concern. So We talked about the, you know, the, just the wearing you down, but also the, the losing weight aspect of it, yes. Marcus, for guys that are trying to keep weight on. That's tough to do when you're out there sweating it all off, right? Man, perspiration is uh, flowing <laughs> very frequently. But, um, you know, again, I, I, he talked about the training staff. They do an outstanding job there of getting the guys, um, you know, the food and nutrition and all of that and the water while they're on the field. But, it's, again, it's uh, – you know, I, I think the players have to play a, a very important role in that aspect as well. You know, when you're just sitting down on, on the sidelines and the trainer comes up to you asking you want water, you man, you better you better grab that water because you never know what's coming up next in regards to uh, you may have to be out there a little bit longer, give a little extra. Uh, they they have to do their part too. I asked Donnie about the no sacks allowed on Saturday and what that can do from a confidence standpoint for the offensive line and for the offense. Cut to. Well, I know that Mason and Alex's mothers were very pleased that uh, they didn't have to do any medical treatment with that. I mean, they might have been a little concerned going into the game. Uh, yeah, we know you're right. You find something to build on, and there were things. I mean, it, it probably doesn't look that way to the average person because uh, there wasn't a lot of results, but obviously it's a process. You know, we, Coach Houston and our whole philosophy, you know, I don't know if he ever talked to the team about winning the game. Not that we weren't trying to win the game, because we were absolutely trying to win the game. But it was, it's just more about the process. It's very much the Belichick, uh, the Nick Saban. You know, they've won a few, you know what I'm saying, a couple championships there. He's won a few, you know, as well. So it's more about the process. I mean, you know, you, we, we talk a lot about, hey, let's have a good meeting today. You know, what does that mean? Pay attention, take good notes, ask some good questions, watch the tape, let's learn something. You know what I'm saying? Let's correct something and don't make the same mistake again. Then it's like, you know what? Literally, let's go have a good walkthrough. Everybody pay attention. This is what you're getting ready to happen to you. Then let's have a good practice and then stack those things. So, you know, we're, 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 we're looking at those things. And the, the team competed. They never backed off. We were probably at our best in the fourth quarter. I know they subbed a few guys. That's part of the game. You know, no question about that. Uh, but we, we you, know, you know, offensively, and I, I've said this, I guess, a couple of times, you know, we had some, some stuff in the first quarter. I don't know that we could have beat them. For, I'm not going to make that statement, you know, and get them all riled up or whatever. But in the first quarter, we should have been winning the game. 
You know what I'm saying? We got the ball. We had the right play on the first play, and, and we, didn't, we didn't throw the pass. It was a pass, and we ran it. Okay? That's probably not a good idea. You know, do it that way. And uh, then on third down, we had the perfect matchup that we wanted. We were going to go to Shane Calhoun on their safety. They gave us the exact look we wanted. We'd run a freeze play. We knew that when we look, they don't look. They ain't going to change the play, and we underthrew it. Okay? But then we came back and punted them in the hole. What a great job by our punt team. And we stuffed them right there. We got, what, 30 yards field position. So that's what we wanted to do. And we had a situation uh, where – could have thrown a couple balls out on the perimeter. We didn't do it. And then we got third down, and we got beat with a twist, and he got hit throwing it. And Jalen Johnson's open by about eight yards. He's going away. He may score. If he don't score, he's down inside the 20. And, boy, we gave them 56 yards to go score, and they did it. So, you know, that, that was a disappointing part. But we, we looked back and thought, wow, we were right there. All we got to do is just do what we could do because it wasn't a twist where it shouldn't have been picked up. It was a bust. All right, there's Donnie Kirkpatrick. Said a lot there. Um, and and we'll get into the RPO stuff. But one thing, so I hear Ron Rivera say some stuff sometimes, and it, it just it makes me freak out as a Washington fan. And I treat professional sports differently than I do college sports. But I, I understand what Donnie's saying, but the, the line about, I don't know if Mike Houston ever talked about winning the game. I don't want to hear that. <laughs> Fans don't want to hear that. You could have left that part out. Like I, I, again, I understand. I, I get it, but that's the goal of what we're doing here. Is trying to win a game. So, um, if people hear that and freak out about that, I, I, I understand why. Again, I know what Donnie's saying there, but uh, I did not really like to hear that. Clip. Yo. You have a daughter. I do. Your daughter was a baby. She was. Your, bar, your daughter became a toddler? She did. All right. And then she became older. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Uh, she wasn't walking. Uh, there was a time in her life where she did not walk. Yeah. Yes. Then she was started to crawl. Uh-huh. And then she started to walk. Correct. All right. So that that's the process where he is right now. As far as our coaching staff, man, is uh, they're, they're young on the offensive side of the ball. And, um, you know, being that young on the offensive side, as far as experience, that is, uh, the defense is going to take a little bit of brunt of that as well in regards to being on the field a little bit longer than expected or they want to, all right? And so that's the process in regards to getting these guys to play the way they want to play because, again, preseason we talked about or I mentioned that these guys are going to make mistakes. We hope they don't make as many mistakes as Dottie mentioned in, yeah. in the missed throws and all of that. But uh, I, I think from a mindset point, um, I, I don't a standpoint, I, I think – He's trying to get them to focus on the little things that matters first, and then you build up to, you know, the game. If you if you do these things first, that's going to lead into a victory, and so I think that's where you get to. And so you 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 coach her or you you guide your kid into crawling. You got her into. <laughs> All right, <laughs> into I like the analogy. I, I hear you. And I hear you that go. was good. Next thing you know, she's walking and no hands and no holding hands. I should say. <laughs> yeah and all that so. all right preach pastor crane i like amen, that amen. all right uh robert says the bus is getting heavy rolling over our quarterback uh, i don't know if he's uh throwing him under the bus in fact uh donnie i don't know about I, I want you to hear this one too marcus as when uh donnie was asked if mason was tentative on saturday uh, donnie took the blame for it uh cut five charlie let's hear this i don't know i i just blame myself in that i, I must have I must have emphasized 
don't try to win the game yourself. You know, when you're going into that kind of environment, first game, uh, you know, let's just let's don't beat ourselves. You know, they they remember what you say last. I think they remember what you emphasize a little bit, and he did. And I don't want to sit here and talk about him so much, but early. I was. I thought it would relax him if we let him throw it down the field because that's what he does really well. So the first play, he should have chunked one 40 yards down the field. And he was trying to just, I don't want to mess up a little bit, I think too much. And uh, the reason that we made the change was just for that reason, to say, hey, we're not putting you out there just to stand there and hand it off. You know, there are some RPO opportunities here that you're really, really good at. I, I thought we had the game plan set to fit what he did well. When he came back, then I thought he did that. I thought he was more relaxed, and he's kind of like, well, hell, they've already taken me out once. So, you know, once you've gotten that first scolding or whatever, you've gone through that, you're better at it the next time. You know what I'm saying? I, I remember that. You know, I got grounded, but the second time, eh, it rolled off my back a little bit more. By the time I got grounded for the 20th time, you know what, they'd about given up on me probably. So I think that was part of it, you know what I'm saying? All right, just get you out, let you look at it. You know, luckily Alex came in and gave us a little bit of a lift, uh, but it was time, I told him at halftime, you, Alex will go first, and then but you'll go right in the next series. And so it did, it did happen to go that way. But I, I thought he finished well, so I think we got some momentum there. I think playing at home, I just think second time around, I think he was uh, – I think he felt the, the good from the team. I don't know what happened in the outside world because we kind of, you know, made sure he connected, uh, disconnected to that. I hope he did. Uh, he seems like it, it, nothing's bothered him. But I know the team's rallied around him, and they've rallied around Alex as well. And, you know, all that, that's what really matters. All right, maybe played a little conservative, did Mason Garcia. You don't want him going behind the back underhand toss patrick mahomes you got to find a happy medium in there somewhere right marcus where he's you know protecting the football but also let's see the cannon unleash it let's see what you can do so interest to see how he comes out on saturday yeah i think the nerves uh on that first play that he was referring to uh he gave them the option option uh so i think he was a little apprehensive about throwing the ball down the field in in uh, in his first start uh, so to speak, for the year, and um, and you know what, when in a situation like that, I I, I think uh, when you're playing a big team, um, I really do think uh, you probably may have hindsight is 2020, but I, I think you take that out of his hands and just give him a pass or a run right to start off the game to say, hey, we're gonna uh, kind of shorten the or or um, limit the decisions that you have to make and let's go pass or run. Period. All right, just give it to him straight up, and don't let him make the option in that. But um, you know what? Um, like you mentioned, he bounced, he did bounce back right. and uh, and he calmed the nerves down, uh, if that was the case. Um, and then he uh, showed some poise as the game went on and when he was in there, and I thought really did some nice things as far as reading the coverage, getting the football out, which helps the offensive line. All those good things, and I think that's going to carry on to this week. Yeah, and, and you know, what's it look like against the defense that's not Michigan's? We'll, that's uh, right. we'll be able to see yeah. that on Saturday. All right, um, let's see. You want to hit one more? I asked him about, oh, let's go uh, cut three, Shirley. He was asked what the quarterback reps look like at practice. Yeah, what we've had to do is I've had to cut back Raheem. That's where the first cut has come, uh, in that the third quarterback's pretty much got to 
just learn by osmosis. You know what I'm saying? He's got to do it in the meetings. He's got to study it. He's got to come in, you know, and do all the things like he he would normally do. But he's not, he's not going to get to actually practice that rep because there's not enough reps. You can't keep the rest of the guys out there, you know, for four hours because you need three quarterbacks to get all these plays, one to the left, one to the right, versus all the different defense. So the first thing I've had to do is cut him back. He's worked a little bit against our defense to stay sharp, done a great job there. That will help him probably as much as anything else. Uh, so we're down to two, and, uh, you know, we, we talk every day, and we kind of go back and forth, I guess, a little bit. But what I've, I've said time and time is right now I think we need both guys. I think we need both guys, and sometimes we may have to go to the bullpen and we may just have to do whatever because it's a win business. And, uh, you know, they're no different than the, the left guard. You know what I'm saying? When, when the, you know, the, the tight end, they, everybody has to go earn what they get, and the quarterbacks are no different. And I think the players respect that. You know what I'm saying? That they have to go and, and earn that. And so right now, I've told each one of them, he's your best friend. You're his best friend. You need him. He needs you. Be a team player. It's all about the team. Pull for each other. You'll make each other better. Eventually, it will work itself out. And, uh, you know, it, it, it did not work itself out enough before the first game, and it hasn't worked itself out enough before, before the second game right now. But I'm not really concerned about that. Like I say, I haven't done it a lot, but I we did win the Hawaii Bowl doing that. And you know what? That worked. Now, Chris Johnson had a little help us a little bit there too. So, you know, we're looking for Raji and, and Javis and all them to become our Chris Johnson. That The, the quarterback's best friend's run game. You know what I'm saying? And so they'll be better. They'll be more consistent when we can run it because we can run it. You know, so it, it put a lot on them. All right, Donnie Kirkpatrick there. I want to hit one more before we take a break. Uh, and we saw some drops on Saturday, not just in the East Carolina. I saw drops all weekend, Marcus. I was watching four and five stars, LSU, Florida State, and just some big-time receivers dropping the, the easiest balls. Uh, so it, it happens everywhere. I asked Donnie how you address those and what do you do about the drops. Uh, that was cut four, Shirley. You know, that's a that's another delicate thing in that, you know, you can't get like, God, you got to catch that ball. you got to catch that ball. You know, I, I remember I had, I had a coach that used to tell me, you, you, you know, you gotta, you got to throw that where you can catch it. And I thought, well, I knew that part of it. You know what I'm saying? Can you tell me maybe how to do that a little bit better? Uh, but uh, – you don't want to tighten them up because we did. Uh, our best players dropped the balls, but then everybody except Justin Hardy, I think, did that. You know what I'm saying? I don't know if Hardy ever dropped one. You know, I really don't know. But everybody else I've ever had has dropped at least one. So, you know, jokingly said, hey, yeah, you, you spent your one in the first game. Now you got to go. But we did. We had we had two balls dropped that would have been put us in scoring position. And so those were disappointing. Uh, you know, was proud of the throw. That that was kind of the typewriter effect that we, we suffered from. When we protected well and he threw it well, we dropped a couple. You know, when when we didn't protect well, the guy was wide open. Now, you don't you assume he would have called it because that's the way we are. You know, he was ready to throw it. He made the right read. He was stepping that way. So football is putting it all together. You know what I'm saying? you, you got to stack base hits. You're going to score any runs. Okay or you better get the long home run. So we weren't able to do that, but um, it's coming. It's coming. All right, there you go. And uh, you hope that we hey, get it out of the way early. Receivers are going to drop balls. The, the problem is that when you're playing Michigan, you have to play perfect. 
and when Jari Patterson is in his first real action and it's third down and Flynn puts one right, right on the, the money and uh, it slips through his hands, it, it it's, it's magnified because every play is so important. Um, hopefully he makes that play the next time he gets that opportunity. Yeah, and uh, you took the words right out of my mouth, Clip, Clip in regards to um, – you know, when, when you're playing a team like that, as good as they are, number two in the nation, uh, you have to make every play count, right? You have to make those hard catches look routine, all right? And then you have to make those routine catches look extra routine yeah. in regards to, uh, you know, uh, executing and uh, helping you guys move or helping our team move the football. And, um, you know, we, we the catches, the drops, all right, and then also the missed throws as well. I think those um, are going to um, – I think they're going to – I don't think they're going to miss as many throws. I don't think we're going to drop as many passes this week. Hey, look, we were we were crawling last week, Mark. Yeah, absolutely. We're going to at least be running around. Man, the adrenaline for that those guys coming up into the big house, man, it. Um, I can only imagine. I can only imagine because it's a historic, historic site, and uh, you know these guys haven't been on the field that much, and in regards to a uh, a college football game, and so. Um, the nerves were probably at peak high. Ladies and gentlemen, we need to childproof Dowdy Ficklin Stadium because this week we begin to walk. Make sure those outlets have things on them and uh, make sure everything, no corner, like sharp corners. We're going to we're gonna walk this week. So uh, looking forward to that, to use Marcus's analogy. Uh, let's take a break. We'll come back. More to go. We'll talk a little defense, hear what Blake Harrell had to say, and have more for you on Pirate Radio Live. Also make you a winner. More to go when we return after these words. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Russell's Clothing in downtown Washington is cleaning out the attic, so get ready. September 9th is the sidewalk sale. And they're going to clean up and clear out. And they've been known to do some crazy things on that sidewalk. And this time it's no different. Prices are incredibly low and all sales are final. So mark your calendar now for Saturday, September 9th and hit Main Street for the best selection. Because when it's gone, it's gone. Shop Russell's in downtown Washington for the once in a great while sidewalk sale and save some money. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. Alrighty, back with you, Pirate Radio Live here on a Thursday. We've got the Chiefs and Lions coming your way tonight here on Pirate Radio. So Saturday, we're here with you at noon on the Bud Light pregame tailgate. We're with you after the game, U.S. Sailor fifth quarter call-in show. And then we've got a triple header of NFL and I'm going to put Shirley Rhodes on the spot and ask her if she has our games for uh, Sunday. I know Cowboys-Giants is the night game. Give me one second, and I will tell you. Um, As you look, Shirley, Marcus yes. Crandall reminded me that last year the Lions were his sleeper team, and they uh, almost slept their way to the playoffs one game short. In fact, uh, the game was meaningless as far as playoffs that last Sunday night 
against the Packers, and they went out and won it anyway uh, because that's Dan Campbell football right there. Um, so you can't pick them again, Marcus. Do you have a sleeper team in mind this year, a team that missed the playoffs last year that uh, will get in this year? I think um, my team – well, not think, but my team is going to be uh, the Cleveland Browns. I think uh, – Deshaun is going to have a bounce back year. Uh, I think um, he's he's done an exceptional job of uh, getting back to where he uh, probably uh, it or was when he left. Yeah, in he was to, dynamite. You know, dyna- you know, athletic ability and all that. I think he's going to showcase that um, week one, um, and he's going to help lead that team to the to the playoffs. I think they're going to have a, a great running game as they have over the last uh, couple of years. I think that's going to help them out. Uh, they got some good receivers. Amari Cooper, uh, Peoples, and uh, I, I think um, and those Joku guys. And Joku a tight end. Absolutely, yes, yes, absolutely. And so um, I think those guys are going to be um, in the playoff hunt and then find their way into into the playoffs. A lot of folks like Elijah Moore, too, coming over from the Jets. From the Jets. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I like the Browns more than most. One reason for pause, we talk about how tough the NFC East is, how good the AFC East is. That AFC North is a nightmare uh i th- the Bengals are looked at as a top three team in the afc now what they've done over the last couple of years the ravens are going to bounce back huge with a healthy yeah. lamar um we'll see what beckham can do but they drafted zay flowers mark andrews they, they always play pretty good defense there the steelers always have at least a 500 record and I think there's potential with Pickett and Pickens uh, for them to do some things offensively. <laughs> and then you got the Browns. So, like, yeah. it, the if they're going to win this year and make the playoffs, they're going to earn it because they oh, are in a absolutely. tough, tough division there. They, they really are, man. And uh, like you said, uh, the Browns and uh, – sorry, the Bengals, the Steelers, um, the Baltimore Ravens, you know, a, a lot of great defensive ball clubs, right? And so uh, they're, they're going to pound their way. Uh, as far as uh, throughout the the weeks of of uh, up and, up into the playoffs, and uh, I think they're going to find a way to get in. But um, yeah, definitely some great teams. Um, most people probably have the Bengals as the number one team coming out of there. But uh, I, I wouldn't say that I, I would have chose Baltimore, but I don't think they're going to be. A, I don't see them as a sleeper team. They're you know I mean? above they're, that. Uh, yeah, right, they're yeah. they're above that. Beyond that, because I, I think they're going to be uh, <clears throat> top of the of the division overall. Over the Bengals. Over the Bengals. Okay. Mm-hmm. I I made that pick as well, I believe, when we did our division picks. All right. I have your schedule, by the way. Triple header of action. Shirley, I wish... Can you do one more thing and we'll stall? Yeah. Can you give me some, uh, some NFL music? We've got the primetime music. We've got Sunday night football. We've got all the themes. Just pick one. Pick a winner. All right. If you can. Um, yeah, Marcus, in these uh, giant stack of papers here, I have my predictions. <laughs> I really would like to go back on one. I, I I tried to be too smart and too cute okay. and said the Rams would make the playoffs. Oh. And now, you know, Cup's out. and I, I tr- they're, they're beat up. I tried to zig while everybody was zagging, and uh, I'm going to end up regretting that. Here we go, Shirley Rhodes. All right, what's our triple header for Sunday? Uh, the Saints will host the Tennessee Titans. I like that game. I like that game. It's a good game. Uh, and our afternoon 4 o'clock game will feature the Packers at the Bears. And as Great we game. mentioned, Cowboys-Giants will be the night game on Sunday. Hell of a slate for week one. I like it. 
right. Uh, Jamie says ECU breaks a 60-plus yard run for a touchdown on Saturday. Oh. Bond? Javius Bond? No. Is he the game breaker? Marlon Gunn? Jamie's requesting some NFL primetime. Can it. you hit that? I'm let's, working on it. All right, let's get some NFL primetime. Yeah, we'll go ahead and load these up. We're going to need them for the next three or four months. So go ahead and get them going. Jamie's hot take. AFC North gets three playoff teams in. Ravens, Browns, Bengals. So he's got the Steelers as the odd man out. I, I have the, the Steelers North. as the odd man out, too. Okay. Uh, I do. Fir- first losing season for... Yeah. For top, uh, I don't know. I think you can still pull off a eight, eight, and one, or something like that. Uh, he's, yeah. He finds a way to get to at least five hundred. All right, how are we doing on that prime time? Ah, uh, uh, yeah. God, this fires me up <laughs> the most. So many Sundays, kids gather around the radio. Let me talk to you for a minute. There used to be no. What? Why'd you cut so quick? No, I didn't. I we, just figured NFL out. films. We got yeah, everything. I figured oh, I mixed it in there. So, back before your internets and your what? Sunday ticket and your phones and scores, hell, they used to not even show the score on the TV, much less a crawler at the bottom updating. Right. You got your highlights. Sometimes you found out what was happening uh, with Chris Berman and TJ. Tom Jackson on NFL Primetime. He used to love those Sunday nights. Oh, yes. Watching that. Good times, good times. Very good times. All right. uh, Shirley, I'm going to need you to play my rendition of Give It Away because we've got to... we got DJ Shirley Rhodes working there right now. She's got both turntables. Give it away, give it away. I got two turntables and a microphone. And a microphone. All right, what are we giving away on this NFL Thursday? A shrimp taco lunch courtesy of Chico's. That can be yours if you are caller number... Five. Caller five, 317-1250. We are back with more on Pirate Radio Live. We'll hear a little... Blake Carroll when we return after this. Yo, are y'all in the mood for some dancing? You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Fifth Street Hardware Restaurant and Tap Room is your favorite place in downtown Greenville for lunch, dinner, or drinks with friends. Fifth Street serves lunch and dinner Tuesday through Sunday, plus brunch starting at 10.30 on Saturdays and Sundays. Follow Fifth Street uh, on Instagram for the latest events and specials. Fifth Street Hardware Restaurant and Tap Room, right beside the State Theater in downtown Greenville. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. Alrighty, back with you. Pirate Radio Live on a Thursday. Clip Rock, Marcus Crandall here. Talk some ECU, talk some NFL. We talked offense earlier in the hour. We'll talk some defense now and hear from Blake Harrell. Blake went on a uh, a long Michigan recap to start his press conference yesterday before we got to the questions. And 
I asked him about the Marshall up-tempo offense because yesterday we talked to Steve Cotton on the show, play-by-play voice of the Thundering Herd. He said the Herd got down and then went into hyperspeed, to warp speed, and that is when they started clicking offensively and also wearing down Albany a little bit. And I asked Coach Harrell, uh, cut three, Shirley, if he was uh, preparing for that up-tempo offense. Cut three, cut three, Blake Harrell, cut three. Yeah, certainly a different tempo this week than it was last week. Last week it was for the most part huddled. Uh, I think one time Michigan might have went a, a hurry tempo on third and short to kind of call us off guard a little bit. But uh, these guys will be, you know, we keep comparing them to our offense and what we have been in the past as far as just some tempo, especially after a made first down or after a big play or maybe short yard or second short, third and short. They're going to be uh, some tempo stuff there. So we prepared for that and, and got our kids ready. And uh, whether it's a tempo drill against our offense or just, you know, try to – get our scouts to run two or three snaps in a row as fast as they can go or, or second scout team, you know, flying them up there to run a play. Um, so you got to be got to be heads up for that. And, and we tell our guys, like, the best way to stop tempo is stop them for a negative play. Don't let them gain yards. And if you, you know, you do that and you do your job defensively, then there is no tempo. Now you give up a play and they get a first down, you're going to see tempo. So we, we continuously talk about that. when they, you know, And when they sub, we're going to try to sub, slow it down a little bit, just things you usually do. Uh, to handle some tempo and help yourself out as well. All right. How do you uh, defend that? Well, you you don't let them move the ball. Uh, You get a sack. They're not going to be hurrying up to the line. They're going to be. That's right. uh, So uh, the best way to combat that hurry-up offense is to win first down, win second down, and and get into those third-down situations. And you know what? East Carolina, I, I didn't think they'd be able to do this against Michigan. Marcus, they... They forced Michigan into some third-down situations. The problem is Michigan converted those third-down situations. So something to keep an eye on. Got to get to that QB uh, coming up on Saturday. Yeah, definitely. Uh, momentum is what uh, what they're looking for when you talk about offensively and the no tempo. Um, some teams have uh, variations of that tempo as well. You know, they can go, you know, just no huddle on the ball and <clears throat> kind of call them, calling the plays uh, fairly normal, but just calling it at the line of scrimmage. Uh, and then you can pick it up a little bit more. And then uh, what we called it when I was an offensive coordinator was warp speed, right? We, we go warp, and then, man, we're just fast as possible getting up to the line of scrimmage, have one word, and everyone knows to play, all those kind of things. And uh, and then you're trying to just get that tempo going and keep the defense off balance. But like you said, what, what offensive coordinators and, and offensive units are afraid of is getting the negative yardage. And so if you get that negative yardage, you get a sack or uh, TFL, uh, that that slows them down a little bit because now they have to think a little bit more, uh, have to uh, you know strategically plan for the next play, so to speak, uh, trying to manage the game. And um, yeah, definitely uh, this week is going to be uh, pretty interesting that way for sure. One guy to watch, Rasheen Ali, uh, 137 yards, couple touchdowns last week for Marshall in 2021 when these two teams met. He had 24 carries, 189 yards, three touchdowns, had one catch for eight yards. Uh, Coaches know about him. Players know about him. And I asked uh, Coach Harrell, it's not basketball where you can do like a boxing one or a double team, but in football, can you key in on a guy, a running back? How do you do it? Uh, Here's them uh, talking about the uh, great Ali from Marshall. Oh, sorry, Shirley. This is cut number four. Yeah, and if, uh, if you see him having to go up the sideline, make sure you stick your foot out and tripping for us and stuff like that. But we, we all, our kids, coaches, we, our players, our coaches, we know who Ali is firsthand. 
from two years ago and the season he had two years ago. Um, and, and we got a you know heavy dose of him two years ago, and he hurt us. And we got to make sure we don't let that happen again. And he's a good football player. Um, he single handedly, in my opinion, you know, won the game for him last week. Uh, I think number ten caught a little bubble screen in the red zone, broke a tackle, got got the first touchdown. But Ali, you know, looks like he scores the next two and made some big plays. I think the first play of the game, he actually took it to the house. I think seventy yards or something like that, and they had a penalty, or otherwise they go up seven nothing. Probably look back. So you got to make sure you keep him in check. Uh, the quarterback, fourteen, is uh, certainly a good player. He's um, you know, lefty. He's a very much of a, you know, I call him a Holt Nailers. He's an operator. He's going to RPO game you. Uh, he's, he's a point guard, John Stockton. I, I'm just, you know, trying to teach my guys a little bit about the history of NBA. They didn't know who John Stockton was, so I was impressed. But, you know, he's more of a point guard, going to deal the ball around. Um, and that's kind of his game. You know, RPO, zone read, latches, those type of things in there, and deal it around. I think he, you know, had 20, he was 28 of 35 last week. I think out of those 28 passes, only four of them were, you know, past 10 yards. So most of them were at the line of scrimmage or less than 10 yards. It just tells you their RPO game, bubbles, screen game, so that type of stuff. So which allows us, you know, we we got to figure out ways to take that away. And, and um, you know, it's, that's a part of the run game for us, the RPO game is. So we got to make sure we, we're taking both of those away. All right, uh, got to take him out of the offense, Ali, the best you can. Uh, tell you what, we are uh, we need to take another break, and we'll get one more Harold uh, cut in if we have time. We'll get Marcus's prediction for the game. Jamie asking, what's more important this weekend, offense or defense? I guess if you need them both, obviously, but if one unit needs to shine above the rest, uh, What's your answer on that? We'll talk about that with Marcus Crandall and more when we wrap it up on the other side. Back with you after this. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Taking a quick look at your stock market report for today. The Dow was up 57 points at 34,500. The NASDAQ was up, or excuse me, down 123 points at 13,748. S&P was down 14 points as well at 4,451. That is your Wells Fargo Advisors stock market report for a personal look into investing. Call Wells Fargo Advisors today at 756-6900 in Greenville. Wells Fargo Advisors LLC member SIPC. Now let's head back into PRL. Here's Cliff. All right, Ian Rappaport reporting that Travis Kelsey is out tonight against the Lions. That is a big blow. Um, Okay, so he says sources Chiefs star Travis Kelsey is out tonight against the Lions. He may give it another try before kickoff. So is he out or not? Uh, He said either way, the bone bruise should not keep him out long term, but uh out tonight for the opener uh marcus uh jamie says offense or defense what's more important for the pirates this saturday against marshall uh that is a great question but um you know having a bounce back off of last week i thought 
offensively. Uh, sorry, I'll start with defense first. I think defensively, we did an outstanding job of uh, keeping a great rush team under 100 yards. Uh, Marshall was coming in with those guys getting over uh, close to 150 last week. Uh, and Ali leading the pack with 137 yards. Uh, but uh, I think we did a, an, an exceptional job of keeping Michigan under under wraps, so to speak. We're going to have to do the same. Uh, but if I have to go into this game and say one or the other, I would have to say the offense mm-hmm. because uh, the offense is going to have to become the defense at some point in regards to staying on the field, driving the football down the field, and punting the ball in for scores. I remember at one point last week, you and Jason were talking about it like, okay, guys, on this drive, give me a first down. Get the defense a rest on the sidelines. Uh, we need some of that. We need sustained drives. Also, hey, if you want to hit a home run and put seven on the board, we'll take it. Right. But uh, we got to that point in the game last week where we were just like, all right, give, give the defense a blow. We're going to need uh, – and look, just for Pirate fans out there to, to see something on offense, we're, we're going to need to – to see some production on that side of the ball this Saturday. Yeah, definitely with the, an up-tempo up type of uh, offense on their end. Right. And uh, we're yep. definitely going to have to find a way to stay on the football field, sustain dra- drives. Marcus, we'll see you Saturday on the Bud Light pregame tailgate and after the game, U.S. Sailor fifth quarter call-in show. All right, man. Looking forward to it again. All right. Well, uh, we'll get your prediction then. Uh, thank you for joining us today. Shirley Rhodes, Chan Man. We'll see you fine folks coming up Friday, 3 o'clock, for an all-new edition of Pirate Radio Live. Chat folks, see all peoples tomorrow as well. For the crew, I'm Clip Brock. Jeff Charles, take us home. Have a great night, Eastern Carolina. Thanks for listening to Pirate Radio Live, an exclusive presentation of the voice of the Pirate Nation.